last week, last week you all, I can't remember exactly when we started last week. I think you were halfway through your journey through the long walk. And the last couple days of the long walk went by pretty quick there. Uh, there wasn't a, as much combat as the first half. You were able to talk your way past the patrols and uh, just paying the tolls and moving on, not having to worry about uh, coming to blows like with uh, Flendak's group. And I think the only combat we had that session was... No, we had the Ropers. You guys encountered the Ropers, I think, last session, but you ended up running away. That might have been the session before. They're all blurring together for me. That was the session before. That was the last one. No, it wasn't. It was the session before. We picked up last session right after the ordeal yep. with the ropers. Yep. You're lying to me. I'm not. I promise you. It was right after the ropers. We had just run away from them, and that was the start of the next session. Then what did we do? We went on and we fought the like sword creatures that had like a sword in one thing and a yep, the Sugathi. wand yep, the, and, a, and yep. another R. And that's where we got into the tension moment with the money and giving it to the ironclad guy. Yep, we passed two patrols. That was two separate weeks. Yep. Yeah, Josh is in the same place as me. My my head's <laughs> kind of blurring all of the Darkland <laughs> stuff together, and it's like it was all one session, the whole thing. But uh, we ended off last session. Um, you guys had made it to the prominent area that splits off from the Long Walk, the Five-Eyed Matron, and you encountered another group of Duragar here. They were a group of slavers who had run into some issues with their Trox slaves, and they tried to enlist you to help track them down, and you weren't all too keen, so they relented and offered to pay you in advance, and for some odd reason you didn't accept still, and they were a bit confused as to why anyone in their right mind would turn down money like that, but... Eventually, it came to the point where both sides realized that there wasn't going to be much progress diplomatically, and so the Duragard decided it would just be easier to replace their old slaves with the surface dwellers in front of them, and thus combat ensued, and we ended a a little bit in the middle of the combat at the top of round four is what I have here. I believe it was at the very, very top of the round that we had ended off last week. So with that said, we'll jump back into the combat here and see how things go from round four onwards. And at the top of the fourth round is actually one of my guys. So I get to start us off here. Orange Durgar captain over here is going first in the initiative order. Uh, I, don't, I don't believe you. <laughs> pretty sure my elemental goes first. I'm pretty yeah. sure. Your elemental goes on your turn, which is the very last turn of the combat. So I also I also think my hit points are wrong. There's no way I lost that many, so we're just, we should probably just start the whole combat over with the dead ones dead and us at full. Yes. That's interesting. Out. Uh I think Orange is gonna continue I think he was uh, attacking the Earth Elemental before because the Earth Elemental just popped up out of nowhere, so he's gonna keep going for that one. He's gonna try to put it down 
He's going to power attack this one and, and whatnot. He was having decent chance hitting before. Actually, I think he might... He might power attack and vital strike. He can do that. No, that's not necessary. Why not take two attacks? a bit overkill, but go for it. <laughs> yeah, take two attacks. Okay. Yeah, vital strike and power attack. So that's minus three. Okay. Oh, gosh. I wish he had attacked Gideon instead. Huh. All right, that'll hit. It's a natural 20, which is a critical threat. That'll hit. <laughs> which is why I said I wish I had attacked Gideon. Well, shoulda, coulda, woulda, didn't. That's the kind of thing that we're at right now. To confirm, that's uh, only a 7 on the die, but because he vital striked he and power attacked, it's a 23 to hit. That confirms. Okay. Well, I think we can safely assume that the elemental is dead. Let me just roll the damage. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it'd be weird if he wasn't. Oh my gosh. It's so dead. So that is 67 points of damage to the Earth Elemental, but uh, reduced by 5 because of its DR. So 62 points of damage to the Elemental, which I assume kills it. Yes, it had 21 hit points left. Yeah, I, I figured. Uh, and then it is he is going to... Ooh, I don't know if he can get there without provoking. No. He can still move after all He'll, that. Yeah, because he vital striked, so he, has, he was only a standard action. Uh, so what he'll do is he'll actually go here. How high up is Kieran? I think Kieran feet. is, yeah. They're both in the air by a, a fair margin. Ah, uh, nuts. After that, we have Jessup, who is uh, just Jessup. trampled by a giant beetle. That beetle's almost dead. Don't forget, it's almost dead. It's almost dead. Kill it. All right, now's the time to whip out that, that spend two cantrips, get a free... <laughs> Quicken spell ability that you have. Jason and I talked about that, and he wasn't too keen on that or my inspire greatness. <laughs> so, so Jessup will maintain performance. Jessup will see what he can do. He will five foot step back, swift action arcane strike, point blank, and he will take three shots at the beetle, and we shall see if it has reach. All right. You step back, you pull out your bow, or I guess you already had your bow. You pull back on your bow, and you begin to loose arrows, and the beetle is going to take an attack against you. No! No! You said casting defensively, right? Yeah, casting defensively with my martial Shooting shooting defensively. (laughs) Shooting defensively. (laughs) Not a good roll. 27 to hit. Oh, yeah. Now, unfortunately, this guy does not have power attack, but his base damage is still going to be 28 points of damage to you, Jessup. And you may continue your attack. Oh, thank you. All right, well, let's see if I can do more than 28 damage to him. Uh, yeah, let's see if you can kill trade. him. So it's fire courage, point blank, arcane strike, not firing into melee. Sure. Hey, that's some damage. Oh, so I got 34, 27, and the nat 121 will miss. Yes. The 34 will hit your target, dealing 13 points of damage, which is actually enough to kill it because it only had 8 hit points left. Oh, very nice. Could I re-target the other shot? Yeah, you can. I Well, you can either take... No, you 5-foot step back, so you can't do a move action. 5-foot so. step. Yeah, so he is looking at firing uh, through partial color and into melee. Or this one, he kind of has some... Maybe, and then this yeah. One, so maybe. it's either firing into melee, 
firing into cover or firing into cover and melee. Now, to be fair, we've consistently ruled that big creatures are big, so he might have an angle there, also depending on how tall this creature is. True. Yeah, he might be able to shoot over Gideon's head into into blue without firing into melee. Would, would that give him partial cover? I'd say partial is probably fine. I don't think it's going to matter because the 27, even with full cover, because he's bigger, his AC is lower. Well, I, it's going to be tough, but I'll take a shot. It will be at a minus one because I don't have uh, point blank on for that because it's too far. Gotcha. So it would be 26. Everything else should still be on with that. Yeah, even if it had full soft cover, a 26 would still just hit the big one in the back. So Nice. Not in the back, but he's in the back of the battle. Right in his face, in his skull. Critical hit, he's dead. So 14 points of damage to that guy. Yeah, so move action, shoot action, almost dead action. We're good. That brings us to Blue. Who gives up and dies. It's going to be a bit risky, but he he can see that he's got his guys that are taking care of things. He's going to move around a little bit and start making his way towards the guy who just shot him. I don't know who that might be. And uh, that'll be his turn. That brings us to Miss Flying Psychic. And, uh, Kieran, you have all of your claws and stuff out, right? I do. Okay. She's going to five foot fly back. Do you also have your glaive out? So are you going to threaten the whole area? I think so. I think that was my goal, but I have to look back at my last... Because I think that's usually what I try to do. I'm not sure, but I would imagine. So in that case, uh, she's just going to cast defensively where she's at. Now, isn't it like a minus four for psychic casters? Well, she's not going to cast one of her psychic spells. Oh. She's going to cast her her spell-like ability as a Duragar defensively. Uh, okay. So it's technically not a gimme, but it's pretty much a gimme. Yeah, 22, and it's only a second level spell. So she goes invisible, and then she'll take her. You'll still be able to get an attack of opportunity because you have blind sense, I think, but it will have the concealment, correct? Yes, but with blind fight, I can roll twice. Yes. She doesn't know you have any of those things, so... She's going to fly away a little bit. So you know that she went towards the uh, south on this orientation. But you do get an attack of opportunity uh, with your bite or claw as she moves away. I guess you could wait until she's a little bit further into your glaive, so... Whichever of those you prefer, I guess. So she didn't five foot step? No, she cast defensively and then did, did a full move this time. She's trying to get away for repositioning. Her full move is outside of my glaive range? Yes. You just made it sound like I couldn't do an attack of opportunity with my glaive. No, I said you could wait for her to get out. Because if she. Her first square that she provokes is adjacent to you, so you couldn't do the glaive. But you could wait for her to move into glaive range and then get away, I assume. I see what you mean. I see what you mean. So it all happened in one fluid motion, but it just depends on at what point yeah, of her so motion she's I moving move. away, and it's just whichever of your attacks you want to do. Like, you can wait and do the glaive, or you can just take your bite attack right away as soon as she moves. I don't know if blind fight matters if she's not immediately adjacent to you, or I don't know. 
I don't know, but I would probably just do the bite trying to, or actually it makes more sense probably to do the claw just to try to swipe out as she leaves. So my claw attack will be a 25. All right. A 25 will miss. Oh, it still misses? Is it within five? It is within five. Okay. So an image is gone. And it doesn't miss because of displacement, right? Or the concealment, right? It just missed because it didn't hit her AC. Yeah, no, you just didn't hit the AC. Okay, gotcha. But I still know where she's at generally. Your range is 30 feet? Yes. Like, I would have been able to sense kind of the part where she left my... You know that she went in this direction? Okay. But she is outside of your current blind sense. So you don't know her exact location. You just know which where she moved before she disappeared. Okay, gotcha. So that is her turn, trying to create space. Brings us to Gideon. All right, finally. So Gideon is going to five-foot step into a willingly bad flanking position, but in doing so, he will flank red with Orin. And then Orin right. moves around to this square, so we've got flank, 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 flank. Correct. <laughs> my my goal is to put him down here, though, because if I do, I'll hit a second tier on my deadly juggernaut. So, inspire courage, haste, wrath. Um, we're going to uncheck fighting defensively. Yeah, we're going to try to hit this guy. Good hope. And that's everything. Swift action. We'll get a quick heal in. All right. Classic. For 12. Yeah, it is classic. And we heal pretty well there above average for sure don't we have healing or something too yes we have fast healing fast healing too (gasps) thank you justin you remembered i got you bud yeah across weeks is that something weeks okay there's a 35 a 22 and a 35 that doesn't have flanking in there i forgot about that so that's going to be uh too higher for each of those okay so all of those will hit your target so 18, 19 for the first one, and then... He is still up after the first hit. 23 for the second one. The second hit will put him down. Okay, and then we'll redirect the last one to green. It also will be one higher as Deadly Juggernaut ticks up to plus two to both damage and melee. Yeah, so that one's one higher, but not two higher because you don't have flanking anymore. So it would be a 36, but that still hits. Yep. For 18 damage to green? It'll be 19 damage because my luck, my damage goes up too. All right. He's still up. You added in my uh, Discord voice too, Josh, right? Yeah, I was adding them in as I was saying them. Okay. And that's your full suite of actions, I believe? Yeah, that's all I can do. Okay. That'll bring us to green who is going to step down a little bit and is going to not power attack but is going to try to vital strike oh by the way i'm assuming they're valid targets they have hit dice equal to uh me minus four so they would have to have eight or more yeah yes they're they're above that yeah okay all right i'm trying to think because vital strike doesn't there's no reason not to do the second attack, to be honest. So, even though it's probably not going to hit... You're going to miss anyway? Yeah. You don't know. I'm not fighting defensively anymore, so it's possible. Yeah, might as well go for two just to up the chances of hitting at least once. And try to roll a natural 20. We'll see. So, no power attack, no vital strike. 
Oh, and really wants to get some damage in. Matter. I could be a massive jerk, but I don't want to bother with the combat maneuver rules for that. I don't think. Yeah, no. Go ahead. Try to try to do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. It's forced to go happen. Unless you don't want like for rules. Well, I just don't. It's. I'd have to read into it a little bit because it, he. It has greater sunder. Oh yeah, no, don't do that. <laughs> I take it. I take it back. Don't don't sunder my. Which would be a combat maneuver against your CMD, which honestly would, but you have magical armor, I'm sure. So it's he. I don't know if he'd be able to really get past all the hardness and stuff. So he's just gonna go two attacks against you. So okay. First attack, natural one. Awesome, awesome. The one that was most likely to hit. That's cool. I love it. I'm sorry, dude. Hopefully your session turns around. Natural twenty, maybe. No, uh, 27 is not going to hit. <laughs> nope. Uh, so that is Green's turn. That brings us to Kieran. Kieran is going to move action, pull a scroll out of his uh, handy haversack, and then standard action, he is going to cast the scroll, which is a scroll of sea invisibility. All right. Which I've been holding on to for a long time, and I guess I'll just burn right now, because he wants to hunt her down. We've had enough of your shenanigans, Jason. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, so you cast Sea Invisibility. It is a personal spell, so you cast it on yourself. Yes. Lasts a long time. Well, it'll you last see... thirty minutes. And oh, because it... it's scroll. Yeah. 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 So you can see any object or being that are invisible within your range of vision. So there's not really a range. Right. Gotcha. All yep. right. So you know exactly where she is. I guess I'll put her back on the normal layer, but only you'll technically know where she is. Yeah. I mean, if you want to take her off and then just direct me when I, when it's, no, it's my fine. turn, but it's no big deal. Just the others will have to make sure that you don't technically know she's there. And then I will five up fly. And that's my turn. At the bottom of the round, we have Orin and his earth elemental. Oh, wait. Wow. That's just hateful. That poor guy can't keep any pets, can he? Orn's gonna five foot step down. He's gonna right. try and maneuver around, but it gets tricky. <laughs> yeah. It gets tricky. Steps up to Green, who had just gotten a bit of a beating from Gideon there. Gosh. <laughs> <laughs> even, you even realize it. <laughs> oh my gosh! What is happening? One second. Uh, let's see here, and let's see if it confirms. Well, it, it already it already rolled the confirm in there. Oh, did it? I yeah, can't see so, it. Yeah. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. yeah stop. Stop. Just you know, rolling sorry, big sorry, numbers, sorry, bro. Sorry. No My need. Bad. My bad. You can do damage for it though. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, if I just click my damage, will it do the? Yeah, it'll do it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so the thirty-four will hit your target, dealing seventeen points of damage. Uh, still up. Another six from Jessup, still up. The natural 2047 will hit with the, looks like 38 to confirm, will confirm. Oh, I skipped 28. Skipped one. Yep, 42. I, I skipped the second crit. Spoilers. Uh, so the second attack is a natural 2042 to hit with a 28 to confirm. That does confirm dealing 52 points of damage, which would put him down to negative 50. <laughs> but you do have your third attack and technically don't have anything you could do in place of it, so you could still hit him. Yeah, on the backswing, he hits Gideon. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Nope, squish yep. its head. So he is at uh, negative 107. 
Don't forget, two more uh, D6s there, Jessup. If you want to, you could uh, hit red and put him down further, so that way you might not have to worry about if you wanted to do a channel. Because it'd be really oh, this far is down. I would be shocked if she can channel. Oh, for, for me to channel. For you okay. to channel, then that way you wouldn't have to worry necessarily about Yeah, let's do that, Jason. I mean, you're, that, you're, Jason. it's a waste of hit. You might as well kill him, kill him. Yeah, yeah. Let's okay. do that. So green is at negative 50, and red is at negative 62. Plus a D6 each more. Their skulls have turned to paste. <laughs> oh, this is awful. Um, that's my turn. How that's do you turn. roll so good? That's I don't know, man. The most ridiculous array I've ever seen. I re-up on my roll 20 subscription. Yeah, I forgot about that. Holy cow. Nat 20s for days. That brings us to the top of round five with Orange again. He can only really attack one of you. He's going to five foot step up and take two attacks against Gideon. No power attack, no vital strike. First attack, you would not believe it. Another natural one. <laughs> Are you pulling your punches, man? We, we've no? told you in the past. You, you can play them as how you like, dude. Okay, the second attack is better, but because it's the iterative, I don't think it's gonna hit let's just say he charged five feet right within the rules of the game i'm fine that is uh, only a 32 on the iterative ain't gonna cut it man yeah. i'm sorry the first attack would have hit if it had been that roll but no yeah. that brings us to jessup 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 it's time to go jessup's gonna die i don't think so he killed the beetle jessup will maintain performance all right. He's going to cast Displacement on himself. All right. Gonna gonna gamble it. Because there's no way I don't think they're not going to hit me if they try. We shall see. And... Just move up. All right. Horn, I'm right behind you. I'll help you. By the way, that guy's going to try to kill me. That is all. That then brings us to his turn. And he will move right here, I think. And make one power attack vital strike. At Jessup. Jessup's gonna die. Because Jessup rolls another nat one. I did not. But it's not a great roll. And I don't think your AC is this low. Oh my gosh, it is. It's pretty low. It's pretty low, dude. It's Okay, so with power attack, he's taking a minus three penalty. Which brings him to exactly a 23. Because I rolled a seven. Right? And seven plus 16 is 23. So that does hit. But we have displacement... So I want you to roll 1 to 50, right? Yeah. I'll roll it in the chat for you. So 1 to 50 is a miss. 51 or higher is a hit. 10. Oh, gosh. Oh, gosh. 10 will miss his target. And that is his turn. That brings us to Rovalda. And now you've all clumped yourselves up real nicely for me, so... But we didn't know that she was there. Yeah, you don't know she's there. She is so all creatures in a fifteen foot burst. So that's going to be all three of you and orange, maybe. Yeah, it'll hit orange, but that's fine. He's got some bonuses. She is going to spend four of her frenic pool points because this is a mind affecting spell that requires a will save. To it, so she's going to increase the save DC by. What did you, what did you call them? Frenic pool points. And this is a psychic? Yes. Sounds like 
complicated class. stupidly complicated. She's going to use her overpowering mind ability to increase the DC of this save, so I need a will save from all three of you. Alright, well, I will do that. And as we've established, there is zero visual tell that she's casting a spell whatsoever. No. <laughs> That's what we settled on after all uh, that. Oh, uh, no. I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, it's technically, she's invisible, so... But she becomes visible now because that was uh, offensive? E- uh, yes, she would be visible to all of you at this point, yes. Jessup will... Um, it's going to immediate action cast saving finale. Okay, so you must do first you end your performance when a creature within range uh, affected by your bardic performance and you are affected by your own. Oh, I guess I don't know if we failed, I suppose. Is it a spell or spell-like ability? It is a spell. Is it a charm or compulsion effect? It is compulsion. Then it's too higher for me. Okay. You passed anyways. Okay. Oren, you also pass. Jessup, you do fail, so I don't know if that Can matters. I do the saving finale on myself? I assume so, because it's an immediate action. It's kind of weird, because what she cast was the confusion spell, but because of how immediate actions work, I'm pretty sure you... you yeah, yeah, it's it's weird. Even though you'd have. be confused... But you're not. Well, I guess it depends. You might be fine. You might not be fine. Correct. So, you have to re-roll. go for so, yeah. it. Yeah, go ahead and re-roll. Uh, you end your performance. 22. And you re-roll for a 22, which does pass. Yay! Nice! So, because my performance immediately ends, it would immediately proc my song of um, healing. My um, soothing performance there. So, the other three would no longer get fast healing, but will now heal for 1d8 plus 12. Okay, so orange and blue heal. Gotcha. <laughs> yes, that is how confusion yes. works. Yep. Kieran, Gideon, and Oren will heal for 14. Does that count as temp HP if you're at full or no? No. Okay. I think so. Wow, imagine being full. Yep. Just learn how to fly, Gideon. <laughs> when the bardic when the bardic performance ends, which would inspire courage when I cast the spell, the fast healing granted by the spell ends, but all creatures affected heal 1d8 damage plus one per cast to above 2 max of 15. So, it, also, if any of you are exhausted, fatigued, nauseated, paralyzed, thickened, or stunned, that's gone too. We should have magic in real life. Because uh, saving finale is an immediate action, it does not provoke, so you're good. How'd she get over there? She moved. You don't know that, Gideon. You don't know. Y- you do now. She cast a spell Never that mind. affected Gideon you guys, knows. so... You see her appear there. Oh, interesting. Nice try on the gotcha. Is she still in the air? Yes, she is flying about 30 feet in the air at this point, but she's just she just flew straight across here, basically. Or she, is she, she doesn't want to come down for a little bit? Nah. <laughs> nah. Nah. <laughs> nah. No. Nah. 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 She's fine up there. Okay. And that is her turn. That brings us to Gideon. Okay. Gideon's gonna do what Gideon's does, so he'll attack Orange. All right, and uh, let's not fight defensively again. Let's just go for damage. Okay, so all three of those will hit. So twenty-one plus twenty is forty-one plus eighteen is fifty-nine. Mm-hmm. 
for orange. Okay, still up. That's it. All right. Question, Jason, on... Yes. So for discordant voice, it says whenever you're using a bardic performance to create a spell or spell uh, like natural effect, it's lingering, so it's still going on, but I'm not actually casting it or um, having that active. So discordant would still work or not work? I don't believe so. Okay, that's fine. I just want to double check. So yes, Gideon, you do a tremendous amount of damage to Orange, but he is still uh, slightly alive. Is that your turn? Yeah, we are. I thought we were past that. I five foot step and I healed up three. I rolled three six and got eight. Did the divine touch thing. That'll bring us to Kieran. All right, Kieran's gonna pull out an ethereal RPG, and he's gonna blast off <laughs> some magic missiles. Okay. At the lady. That is a highly underwhelming RPG. <laughs> yeah. I can't remember if... Does she have spell resistance? Uh, no. Okay. So, magic missile, 17 force damage at her. You cast magic missile, and it looks like they are all deflected by some sort of ethereal shield. Ah, oh, poop. Well, I'll move up then. I'll get closer. No, I'm, I'm chill with that. It's nice when bad guys have weird tech that happens to work. Yeah, you gotta experiment to find out what's gonna work and what's not, so... She's just a min-maxer who used shield and magic or mirror image. What a noob. Well, it's probably just out of the necklace, to be honest. She, well, no, she has the shield spell. Really? And she has mirror image. She cast Guardian of Faith, which is just Shield of Faith. It's just a weird version of that. There's a bunch of stuff here that's going on. But... And you moved up. Uh, how high are you still? I'm level with her, so however high up she is. Okay, so you're, you'd be 30 feet up. Unless she's moved down to a point where I'd be in range, I would specifically be outside of the range of that big guy. So she's 30 feet up. Okay. He has 10 foot reach, and he's basically occupying a 10 foot square. It's 5, 10, 15, 20. I think you're fine. Okay. That'll bring us at the end of the round to Orin. There is... Hey, that's me two targets for you to attack both within a five foot step for ease of noting Kieran is technically in the air so I'll move him like oh okay I was like there is so you can move into either of those spaces he's also he's also such a tiny man you could just stand in the space stand right under yeah yeah Yeah. five foot step attack the mister man all right (laughs) (laughs) wow Oh my gosh. Okay, so we got the double natural ones, which will both miss, but uh, the 38 will hit 19 points of damage. This is ridiculous. Oh. How do you get double nat 20s, followed by in your next round of combat, double nat 1s? Ugh. Whatever. I don't know, but somehow you managed it. Jessup, scream at him. All right. That brings us to the top of round six. We're back to orange who is going to go after you. He's not going to power attack and he's not going to buy the strike because, again, that first to hit technically has a good chance of hitting. I just have to not roll a one. And I didn't fight defensively, so... I should have power attacked because I rolled a natural 20 that time. There you go. To confirm. I don't think so because it's exactly 30 to confirm. 
No, I won't confirm, but it will do damage. Okay, so that normal hit, not power attack, you only take 13 points of damage. This time, the second attack is a natural one, so that'll it's not happen. You're not having a day, Jace. I'm so sorry, it's, my man. We're all over the place right now. <laughs> we really are. <laughs> that brings us to Jessup. Jessup. If I five footstep here, I'm out of range from this guy, right? With reach? No, because his 10 foot reach is a full but you'd square have around him. Right? Yeah. Wouldn't he have cover? He would have cover if the guy wasn't like 16 feet tall. Yeah, we've had this debate before. Because he's tall, he can reach around, is what we say. So basically, oh, that's right. since that's you right. guys are able to shoot over each other to hit him without cover, he can hit you without cover. It goes both ways. I remember now. Yep. So if I try to um, move using acrobatics and I fail, it doesn't provoke. I just don't move from that square. Uh, no. If you try to move without provoking and you fail, it will still provoke. It's if you try to go through somebody's square and fail, your movement fails. But if you're just trying to move out of range, you can do that with acrobatics. But if you don't roll high enough, they still get the attack opportunity. Gotcha. I'm all over the place with my knowledge of the Pathfinder rule set, aren't I? That's pretty complicated. At least you don't get accused of cheating. <laughs> Since you're not going through his square, it would just be a check against his regular CMD. It wouldn't be increased. But it's up to you. Do I risk it? For the biscuits. I mean, you've got displacement. I do. What's the worst could happen? I'm gonna do it. Why not? It's so unlikely that it would critical you and get through displacement. Why not? Jessup will attempt to roll acrobatics to move away. Alright. Roll your acrobatics check against its CMD. 28! That's pretty solid. 28. Its CMD is 25. Oh boy, good thing I got dance. So he starts diving through the air, wiggles like a worm, the hersk, over behind Gideon. Alright. So that was move action, and he will standard action cast a spell. He's going to cast Cure Serious on himself. Alright. Healing yourself for 26. Yes. Alright. And that is your turn? Yep, and uh, performance is still lingering, so... Okay. Blue doesn't really have any way of getting to you now. You really ticked him off, but he's not going to get himself killed just to chase you down. So he's going to five-foot step back and do some attacks against Orin. He'll, uh, he'll, do, he'll do both attacks. No vital strike, no power attack. Yeah. First attack, say 34 to hit. Yeah. The second attack is a... 26, which will miss. Correct. But you take... So Gideon will take half of this. So he'll take 17 damage. So Gideon will take not, uh, 8, and Oren will take 9. Dang. And that is Blue's turn. That brings us to Rivalda. It's like the only damage that uh, Gideon takes is Oren's damage. This is true. <laughs> <laughs> it's not the only damage. I do get hit sometimes, but it's most it's, it's rare. <laughs> it's rare. She's gonna cast. Uh, she's gonna use the rest of her frenetic pool points and increase the DC. And I need a save from all three of you, uh, not Kieran, because he's thirty feet up. What kind of save? Will it is a compulsion mind affecting spell. 
So a will save? Will save, yes. Sorry. I will save, that's right. 25. Alright. 28. 29! All of you pass. I'm sorry, Jason. Someday you'll kill us. It's just the DCs are fairly low. Even with boosting them? Yeah, even giving a plus two to the DC, it's only a 19. A larger question, but I've always felt that the DC for some of the Saber Suck spells are... I understand why they are low and it's hard to boost the DC spy level, but I never thought that they scaled right. Yeah. She will then move, dropping down to about 15 feet off the ground behind her ally. (laughs) And uh, that'll bring us to Gideon. He'll uh, go ahead and uh, do another round of Divine Touch. Heal himself up a little bit. Look at, oh, nice. Look at that. 12 hit points right back to me. Thank you. I appreciate it. And then he'll just full round attack. See what happens. Against orange. All right. So the 29 will hit, and the 19 is actually enough to put him down on the first attack. Okay. Because he had six hit points. DR goes up again. Deadly Juggernaut increases again. I love that you're like, the DR goes up again, but that doesn't help <laughs> the shield other damage. No. It, it's just, if I ever got hit by other things, then it wouldn't hurt me. Like this guy, like maybe he'll hit me as I move there. Oh my. that That's provocative. What is? Your movement. <laughs> <laughs> he will uh, take an attack of opportunity. Yeah, well... Let him be. As you provoke him. Did I? I did not power attack Orin, so he does not have power attack on this. Correct. Okay. So you might hit me. It's possible. I know what I did. Uh, but I rolled a five, so no. Okay. So you do move up there just fine. And that's your turn? Yep. All right. That brings us to Kieran. She has your uh, target that you were kind of chasing after. She's dropped down a little bit into range of her ally. Okay. I can't remember if I've tried to do a lightning bolt at her. Um, let me see. I think since I have my claws out, I can probably do my breath weapon spell-like ability instead. She's within a 60-foot line, so I will do that instead. That'll still be a reflex save. Against the images. It's a DC 20. So this is a, this is supernatural, not spell-like. Sure. It's just under well, spell-like in roll 20. Let me just say, let me just say, hold on. She has a bonus against spell-like and spells. Oh, okay, hold on. But if it's supernatural, then she doesn't get that. I'll roll it, see if it matters. I keep, I'm trying to type in the Draconic Bloodline, and my fingership just kept typing Dragon Disciple. Breath Weapon is supernatural. Okay, so she does not get the plus two. Uh, so that will be a fail don't think there's anything she can do to boost it. So that'll be 48 points of electricity damage. 12d6. So that one goes off of your level, not your caster level? Yeah. This breath weapon deals 1d6 points of damage of your energy type per sorcerer level. And then I'm pretty sure that Dragon Disciple says that my dragon disciple level is equal to my yes. sorcerer level for my bloodline powers so it is 12d6 alright so she takes all of that damage uh, but she is still up I... I think I might move 
and I will risk provoking <gasps> from blue and from her, I guess, as, yeah, I'm going to try to move that way. Oh my. So blue, did it use its attack on me this round, or did we go to a new round? Uh, blue did expend his attack of opportunity and does not have combat reflexes. He has mounted combat? What? <laughs> what? <laughs> I love it. I love it, man. Well, anyway, I will move down five feet as I'm going. So I think she's 15 feet. I was 30, so I must be 25 feet in the air now, I think, if I move down as I was moving over. Okay. And you said that it it does provoke from her? No, it doesn't. I thought I was getting in melee with her, but she's lower than I am, so. All right. Then uh, that'll take us to the bottom of the round. We have Oren. Hey, that's Starting me. to wrap things up here. Five foot step. But can he get double crits? Maybe. It's possible. No. They will both hit. All those will hit. Just none of them are crits. So 18 plus 23 is 41 plus 16 is 57. Oh, wait, was Inspire Courage supposed to be off? No, it, it's still lingering this round. Oh, okay. So 57 damage. He had 44 hit points left, so he goes down. Nice. Cool. That brings us to the top of round seven. Jessup is going first because all of the other guys are dead. Jessup will restart Inspire Courage and give himself Arcane Strike. And he will fire into melee at, uh, what's her name? You really want to attack that? Vervalda. I certainly do. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> I don't I don't need to know the name of the deceased. Let's go. <laughs> Alright. Revolda, more like dead ah, 30. Nice! Murder her! <laughs> oh, so you get one, because uh, you did the... I move action, started my right. performance again. And uh, fire into melee is included. Okay, so with that, a 30 might hit. Uh, I need a d4 for the images. A 1 will hit her. Come on, buddy. Do it. Get into your hate. All right, uh, so you got rid of an image. You got rid of an hey, image. You know, that's at least what I... I didn't think I was going to do a lot of damage, but I figured, let me just at least take an image. Way to, way to hate that image. He really did. Hey, guys, I got a... Oh, one of a... Huh? Oh, I think I know what Gideon's going to do. Boom shaker. Boom shaker. <laughs> Boom shaker. <laughs> we all know what Gideon's going to do. <laughs> she is going to... It's her turn now. She's going to five-step over here and cast defensively. She doesn't have to. I'm higher in the air. Then she's just gonna cast normally. Okay. You're a coward. Coward. On this intersection, she's just gonna keep. She's gonna hope somebody rolls a natural one on confusion sooner or later. So. Am I in that one now? Oh no! It's no? 15 okay. foot radius from this oh. intersection, so it oh, it hits the three of them fine. But you're way a out of it. Thirty. Uh, yeah, you're fine. She didn't increase the DC, so you basically have to roll a natural. A one thirty-two. Okay. Twenty-three. Because none of you rolled a natural one, pretty much, you're all good. Again. She quicken casts it a second time. This <laughs> <time>. <laughs> Wait, did she give up two cantrips, too? Uh, yeah, she gives up two cantrips. That'll be her turn. I don't know. I've never played a psychic. It, I, I almost just rolled it again. I was like, oh, quickened it twice? That's fun. <laughs> That's neat. That's cool. That'll bring us to Gideon's turn. She is 15 feet in the air over the lake. Yeah. I wonder what I'm going to do. Boom shaker! 
Yeah, it's gonna be both. I mean, you play your character, I'm just saying. Unfortunately, psychics are famous for not having bones. <laughs> having bones. They have no bones. No, I was thinking about a spiritual weapon and getting rid of some of the images, but direct damage is just better, so we're gonna bone shaker. Alright, so that is a fortitude save? Yep. And it is a spell, so she'll get a sweet... Oh, gosh. So <laughs> her bonus is the DC, so... Yeah, so she'll pass. Oh, so she'll pass. That is a 30 fortitude save. 33 divided by... So she takes 16 points of damage. 16? All right. She's still up. Uh, would you like to move? Uh, I'd like to have better spells. You're talking... You're talking about <laughs> spell selection here? <laughs> yeah, she has a I, spell called Quintessence. I haven't even read what it does. It doesn't look like it does anything interesting. Entropic Shield. What does that do? Yeah, that's that's gonna be it's gonna be it for me. He's gonna move so that maybe they won't be near each other. All right, so you move over there around the lake. That'll bring us to Karen. All right, Karen will fly down to be in melee with her. And we'll do a bite attack. All right. So I have Inspire Courage, which is still on. And Shared Wrath is against her. Yep. And you still have Destruction, and I'm within 30 feet? Yep. Okay. So Bite is a 29. Okay. That might hit. Uh, Roll a d3 for the images. A one. A one will hit here. All right, so it doesn't have damage... any other displacement effects because she hasn't bothered to cast blink, so that will just hit. Okay, so damage is twenty-two regular damage and thirteen electricity damage. She had twenty hit points. As you bite into her, you see the life kind of drain out of her body. And as you pull back, she descends into oh, no. the lake. No, no, I want to grab her. No. Never to be seen Can I, again. Immediate action, cast Featherfall. Her loot is no. gone forever. No. Stop it. Stop it. You lie. I don't play games except for the loot. You will not take this from me. And with that, we drop out of initiative as you have put down this slaver expedition. I do love the uh, <laughs> Kieran. The idea of Kieran biting viciously into the corpse of another humanoid. I don't know why, but that just it's funny to me. Because he's normally so, like, not you know, cannibal. Oh, there will come a day where I am sure we will have an RP session where basically we're just asking Kieran what different types of people taste like. <laughs> Did you have a preference? So, like, are you more eat them. or drag? Well, he kind of does. You still taste them. I mean, I think all you would taste is just blood. You're not, like, ripping and chewing and swallowing the muscle. You don't taste by swallowing. You taste with your tongue. Right, but I'm saying he's not biting off, like, chunks necessarily to taste. It would probably just taste like blood. Really, it tastes more by smelling. He probably smells the blood for sure. Do you think he likes the blood? I think when he grows his claws, I think a feral part of his mind takes over, and he probably, in that moment, does. Yep, reptile brain. A bit. Yeah, reptile brain. Oh, yeah. I love that. Mm -hmm. So, what loot did we get? Loot, 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 loot. Yeah. So, I typed all those are all the items that the four captains would have. Mm -hmm. 
And then she had, maybe I can just copy and paste it. Plus one full plate. It's pretty cool. I do like me a plus one pl full plate armor, seeing as how I wear that all the time. That's the dagger that she threw. Oh, is that still stuck in Jessup? Uh, I don't know if it's stuck at you, but... Uh... <laughs> Jessup's just like, <laughs> I feel like I have an additional spell slot for some reason. <laughs> it was the second hold person is in my back. <laughs> I don't know, we better give those cloaks of resistance to Jessup so he can give them away again. <laughs> still salty, I love it. <laughs> I'm just trying to get a reaction out of Brandon. I'm a terrible friend. Well, well you know. Hashtag acquaintance. Uh, hashtag acquaintance. He tells me that all the time. Curiously, we don't have any amulets of natural armor in the inventory. Jessup probably bartered those off away too. <laughs> probably. As you guys are going around checking all of the bodies, making sure that they are in fact dead, you're probably going over to their camp and looking around, seeing if there's anything interesting there. Uh, you also find in the camp there is a... Uh, lockbox and uh, Rovalda actually does have a key to it opening up the lockbox by the way the lockbox is bolted onto the beetle the chapel beetles carapace here you find 310 platinum 1138 gold and so you find that money as well as several papers that uh those of you who can read uh, under common identify as being ownership papers for Trox slaves. I thought you were going to stop with those of you who can read, <laughs> excluding Gideon. Yeah, because everybody knows he's illiterate. Yep. That sounds canon. right. Accurate. I have a question about this spell storing item. All right. So does it have a spell in it? It discharged? It's... She already, yeah, it had a spell in it, but when she used telekinesis to attack Jessup, it discharged. So we can put another spell in there? Uh, yeah, I believe so. A spell-storing weapon. Uh, you can store a single targeted spell of up to third level. Anytime it strikes a creature and the creature takes damage, uh, you can immediately cast the spell as a free action. Uh, once the spell has been cast from the weapon... You can cast any other targeted spell up to three third level into it. Does that mean that you could put like cure serious wounds in there? Probably. And then yes. attack the person <laughs> with the dagger. And then just punch them with the punching I mean, you dagger. Could there's I don't see any reason why you wouldn't just cast the spell on them. Yeah, no, I was just curious if you could do it. Because if you're able to get to a point where you could attack them, then you could just just cast the spell. Yeah, but then I can punch him with the. Yeah, I just, I just. Do you want like a punching healing dagger? <laughs> well, I guess I just. I don't know. I was just curious if you could do it. You, you could <laughs> throw it. Yeah, you could throw the dagger and then range heal. <laughs> sure, because you don't have any ranged healing options. No, no. I was just. I was just curious if it was possible. It's possible. All. I'm just. I. I just don't know if that's the first exploit that I would <laughs> come to. Jump to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just, just curious. <laughs> just theorycrafted over here. I'm sorry, you go on with your yeah, description yeah. about the slaves. Most people use <laughs> vampiric touch, but, you know. 
yeah, like I said, you do find ownership papers for uh, half a dozen Trox slaves. Probably burn those. Are there any uh, Trox roaming about? Uh, you see the corpse of a Trox over here. As you're searching the area, looking around, you don't see any any life in the area other than like the fish in the water and whatnot. They're kind of cool looking. I like all the arms. Yeah, they're they're very very interesting creatures. They've got like four appendages that come out of their abdomen, and then they've got two massive arms like normal. So it's kind of like a glabrazoo in that regard. Yeah, it's not too far off. They're very insectile, so yeah, they're pretty neat. Did we know what languages they speak? Uh, you can roll. Uh, you already rolled a check on them, I think. I think we already rolled a check to identify them. So, what would you all like to do now? So I suppose that the way we've got to go is down that corridor? Yeah, I suppose that's the case. Probably the case. Uh, I think that went quite well. Uh, Droskar, what can you expect from these people? They were slavers, after all. I also really don't like the idea of sleeping down here. It wasn't quite as bad when we had that other guy with us, because he kind of knew where we were going, but now it's just kind of dark and creepy. I think all the land down here is dark and creepy. <laughs> yeah, how did you do that by yourself for so long, Oren? Uh, it actually wasn't that long before I ran into um, Navi. I ran into her fairly early on, so I wasn't alone for a great portion of my trip. Well, that's, that's lucky, because I, I feel like at your level, a PC probably would have died down here up by themselves. You know, I think I think she was following me, honestly. Um, I, I, I think she saw me go into the Darklands, because I uh. went into the Darklands at the same place that she came out, so I think she kind of knew what was going on. So I, I didn't spend too much time alone. So I don't mean to pry about that at all, but what caused you to leave? Well, I mean, you know all these Droskar that are down here. You know, a, a lot of them, you know, a lot of them worship Droskar. And I, I we had a, a worship. I don't, I don't know if you know Kining. Kining, do you know Kining? Uh, yes, no, I've I've had some dealings with Kining, not a lot. But uh, uh, vile, vile woman. Anyway, I had a, a misunderstanding with, with her and uh, felt it was time to take my leave. It was a very stressful time. Um, uh, we, right. we, uh, we had just escaped Feindar and, uh, you know, we were, we were being harassed by, by the Legion left and right. And, uh, so many things had gone terribly wrong. And I think I was just a bit stressed and wanted an out, which is probably not right. I, I probably should have sucked it up and stayed, but I wanted an out. So I, uh, I, I left and, you know, I've missed my home for quite some time. So I thought having access to the Darklands. I know that through the Darklands you can get to Kragadon. I didn't know quite how, but I knew you could. I saw that as an opportunity and I took it. Fair enough, fair enough. You and I must have just missed each other, though. I don't remember seeing you when I showed up at the cave, so you must have been gone by that point. In Misthome? Yeah, no, I, uh... Yeah, I, I, I must, uh, must have just missed you. Um, I had, I had left because I had had an argument with, uh, Nayari and, and... Uh, I was not in a great headspace, so I decided to leave, and uh, you must have come along not long after that, I imagine. Right, yeah. Well, speaking of that, kind of direct to everybody else, you know, I've I've got a way to get us back there if we need to go. Quickly. Uh, back to Mistholm? Yeah, or, uh, you know, or Longshadow, or Fort Trevally. If you ever, ever want to make a stop back there, just let me know. 
What do you mean, Kieran? How, how can you do this? You know, it's a, the funny thing about sorcerers is that when we level up, we just magically gain new abilities and, well, I now can teleport. So if you if we want to get back there, I'm teleport. pretty familiar with those areas. Right, it's kind of like when I use the dimension door, only this time I can go a lot further. It's not guaranteed, though, if I'm not very careful, bad things can happen, but if I'm familiar with an area, then the chances are more likely that we'll get there safely. Huh. That's a handy trick. Right. Mm. I thought it would come in handy, especially down here, if we get to Kragadan and the way to Kragadan is still shut. Although I have a feeling they probably have it barred so people can't just poof in and out. I didn't think about that before, but that's probably why people haven't just been able to poof in right now. They've probably got wards up or whatnot, but... If we get in a pickle and we need to get back to a place of civilization, I can do that now. Just got to make sure that we're all in touching distance. If we um, had left the Darklands, would you be able to get us back here? Oh, I, I think so. I haven't actually tried this before, but I think so. I don't personally see any need to do it right now unless one of you needs to, but I just wanted to put it out there that it's a possibility. If you ever wanted to check in on your friend Kinding there and he'll kind of Give you a side smile, Orin. Orin will just groan. Ugh, she's the worst. I mean, she's not my type, but I guess I didn't really have any problems with her. We didn't really interact much, but I think she had some conversations with Aiden. I, in retrospect, I was probably a bit harsh on her. I mean, it's not like she's a Droskar. She's a dwarf. She's just misguided. And it's possible that she was just raised a certain way and is just living according to her how she was raised. It's very possible. Can I roll religion? Uh, Droskar is not one of the inner sea ones. He's one of the dwarven pantheon, right? Like a little... Not everybody would know this person. Yeah, Droskar is a, a dwarven god, yes. He's in the dwarven pantheon. So I'm not going to take it for a fact that Gideon knows much about him, but can I roll some religion? Sure. 29. 29 is probably more than enough to have some at least at least like cursory understanding of Droskar. So the longest road of it, he's a real bad dude for the most part. Yeah. But there are I was gonna say there are domains of his that are not bad. like he he's not good. He's he's neutral evil. Right. I think he could like there are other deities that are more Worst. evil than him yeah. by far, but uh still definitely pretty solid in the evil camp. Well, there's also, like, the whole fact that Gorum is neutral, like, chaotic neutral has always been interesting to me, because he seems to kind of be a war-no-matter-what kind of guy, which, to me, is somewhat evil, but whatever. War is morally amoral. Yeah. Uh, achieve goals at any cost, continually improve your abilities, and establish dominance works ceaselessly. So, those aren't terrible. They're simply warped pretty much yeah. yeah Droskar I I see very often Droskar as being Torag but warped in a in in an evil way yeah but nearly obsessive. a lot of his a lot of his tenants are similar just in a excessive light usually yeah like he's not that far from I would say like Abadar but just like he's cool with bad stuff to achieve those goals like like abadar is all about like 
acquisition of wealth and stuff like that. Well, I mean, so is Droskar. He just is cool with doing it a different way. <laughs> well, isn't Abadar okay with slavery? I think if Saren Ray followers at one point are okay with slavery, then I think Abadar followers probably could be. I think it's, uh, here are his edicts. Conf uh, civilized frontiers earn wealth through work and trade obey laws. So it probably would matter what the laws were. Yeah, so it seems to be the general consensus that if slavery is legal in a particular area... Abadar would probably be fine with it. If it is illegal, not so much. Yeah, this says as long as there's well-defined boundaries and that it contributes to the economy. So he'd probably be okay with something like um, he'd be Malthoon's. Okay with Malthoon. yeah. yeah, Malthoon's slavery yeah. system. He probably would be okay with the Duragar as well because it's pretty legal for them. He probably would not be okay with like any slavery going on in like the shackles or whatnot right right i would say as soon as you guys are finished healing up we can press on venture forth follow the the yellow brick road on this map did we actually burn those uh contracts you had them i'm assuming you would do something with them why, why would well you assume just them? because you're the only one who can read them that's not true Orin could read him, and I was very serious that he was going to burn him. I mean, Kieran would probably question, what are you doing with those papers? What do they say? Well, you don't worry about it. Do you, do you tell him, don't worry about <laughs> is it? it? Is that what Orin says? No, Orin would probably be truthful. He'd probably be like, oh, these are actually um, the uh, papers uh, denoting that they actually own uh, the, the creatures that they wanted us to hunt. Um, I don't really see a point in us keeping them uh, if anything I'd, I'd prefer to burn them so no one else can you know claim claim those creatures i mean they're clearly sentient beings and slavery is wrong well uh, you know, if you don't mind my opinion here um we do maybe... mind jessup shut up what do you want to trade kidding. you want to trade them for safe passage jessup is that what you want <laughs> oh, oh no <laughs> I'm just kidding. That was that's not it didn't actually happen. <laughs> In an alternate campaign. <laughs> Jessup Stein looks at Kieran like, if you wouldn't mind, I'd like to be teleported home now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to do this anymore. Uh, oh, and Jessup would, uh, would, yes, actually, I was uh, thinking we could use them for safe passage. Uh I don't really feel comfortable with that. I mean, we're basically condemning these creatures to remain in slavery if we did that. No, no, no. I'm not, I'm not talking about giving them to the Druska. I say if we encounter those creatures themselves, uh, as a sign of good faith, we can give them the own uh, slavery papers back for them to do what they want, to show that they're no longer owned and we took care of their captors. That's actually pretty reasonable, I think. We'll hold on to them, and if we run into them, we'll do that. If not, we burn them later. Is that fair? I, I, I say if we don't uh, find them at all and we get out of here to Gragadon, then I, you know, like, there's nothing we really need them for. Agreed. Are we all on board with that? Sure. I can hold on to them for you if you'd like. No, no, no. no. I'm, 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 <laughs> if you don't weigh very much, I'll take, I'll take care of it. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It would be a good show of faith if we ran into them. Absolutely. 
I love that. <laughs> shut up, Jessup. Shut I know up, Jessup. <laughs> there's no way I would listen to you. Absolutely. Oh, I see. I see what you're saying, though. Actually, that might that could come in handy. Yeah, you're right. You're right, Jessup. You are right from the beginning. This is the bad pedaling. Good. Are Lord. you saying right as in this conversation or just in general? In, uh, no, this conversation. Oh, just, okay. So don't win, don't, don't win more battles than you think. Okay. So you guys are making your way into... So I guess Jessup would ask Orin, what language did they speak? Or, or do you, you... We don't know, technically, right? Technically, you don't know. The papers are written in Undercommon. Okay. Yeah, so Jessup can read that. Okay. Jessup would... And I was going to do this anyways, um, because I don't know what languages they do speak. I was at least going to cast Comprehend Language on myself. It's the event we run into them in the next two hours. Okay. He can at least understand. He can't speak it, but... Alright, and then you all go into the side tunnel that, uh, following your, your map, it is a little bit, uh, tricky to figure out what's what, but, um, if any of you have, I would say this would probably be reading a map, would that be survival or knowledge geography? Nobility, I think. Clearly nobility. Um, I think geography or survivability, both are good. <laughs> survivability that's now a skill how good it are is. you at surviving <laughs> i'm i'm leaning towards survival would be making your way through the area but i think if you're reading a map it's probably geography all right can we go with knowledge like um arcana then what no. what for a map what <laughs> okay <laughs> is it a magical map <laughs> that i uh i can't contribute to this Whoever, if anybody has knowledge geography, you can roll that to see how well you're able to read this map and how long it takes you to traverse these fairly uncharted tunnels. Because at this point, the, the path becomes very confusing. And uh, this is just a, a determiner of how long it takes you to get to your destination. Well, we've already gone over the fact that Kieran looks at the maps upside down, so he's out. Orin is also out. Gideon also out. Oh, well. <laughs> we need. Man, it's a good thing we got a bard in this party. Huh. Oh. Like a skill monkey. Yeah, let's see. Is it just one roll or multiple rolls, Jason, for that? I'm gonna have it as just one roll, but uh, you could take ten if you want. Uh, well, it doesn't sound like lore, anybody else could hate you. master it. Okay. For, the, for uh, 20 for the day. Okay. Lore master is only a 20. Well, it's 20 plus my modifier. Oh, gotcha. Okay. So that would put it to uh, 30 even. So with that, you are able to look at this map, and it's fairly rough, but uh, it is detailed enough that you, as you're going down this tunnel, you are pretty confident that you know where you're going. You're not veering off into other side-branching tunnels erroneously. And the next 30 miles, basically of your journey between the Five-Eyed Matron and where you want to be in Kragadon is of untamed caverns and tunnels that connect to the that, that connect the lower levels of Kragadon to the long walk and they require much more splunking than walking narrow ledges sheer cliffs sudden drop-offs switchbacks tight passageways all of this journey is a very treacherous trek through these tunnels 
The closer that you get to Kragadon, the more and more of these tunnels transition into uh, what you can only assume to be like lava tubes or gas vents. There's heat coming out of a lot of these uh, cracks in the tunnel. Other features of these tunnels seem to imply some kind of volcanic network, probably one that helped shape the Mindspin Mountains to begin with. You continue traveling for... Uh, because you rolled a 30, it will take you four days going through these side tunnels. And during that time, you would encounter occasional creatures like uh, Griggs or, or maybe a stray redcap or maybe a couple earth elementals here and there. A wide variety of different creatures, many of which you'd probably be able to chase off, some of which you would probably come to blows with, but... None of them in these side tunnels would be quite as formidable as the ones that you encountered on the long walk. And in the morning of the fourth day in these tunnels, you eventually come to, on the map, what is marked as being pretty much directly below Kragadan. And I will move you over here. It is marked on the map as Kragadan's Furnace. And you can see at the bottom left of the map is the tunnel that you are in. Oh, man. So we never ran into more, what would you call them? Trugs? Trogs? You did not encounter any Troxes. Troxes. And, and this is New Day, right? So all of our spells and everything are back? Yep, this is a couple days later. This is four days later. So you're you're all good to go. We're kind of glossing over any like mundane random encounters that uh, you would have come across so jason what's the climate like down here is it like cold and muggy the opposite of cold it is it is actually quite warm it's not like unbearable but being that you are like as you progressed you came more and more into like volcanic uh activity not not volcanic activity but like you can feel heat basically emanating off of many of these tunnel walls and it's probably very muggy and like moist. Probably pretty, pretty <laughs> warm. Uh, you're not like having to roll checks against the heat, but I imagine it would be highly uncomfortable. So, does it seem like we've been descending, or are we basically walking you've, parallel? You've been ascending. Ascending. Okay. Yes. Interesting. Okay. A slight slope, but a 30-mile slight incline. That sounds miserable. (laughs) It's not great. Yeah. So I assume you guys are proceeding through the tunnel here. Um, I'll kind of of, uh, describe what you see as you get to this main chamber. Pretty much as you get to where Gideon is, you start to see all these things. Highly reflective crystals protrude from the cavernous walls of this spacious chamber. The interiors of some of the crystal formations glow with a white light that illuminates the entire area. Connecting the tunnels here, um, the uh, the, the tunnels in stone continue to the north, which you can see, and one that kind of branches off to the uh, east and seems to maybe curl around maybe going maybe switching back going south or something and the the smaller passage going going to the east seems to slope downwards a little bit as you get to the middle of this chamber you see that some of the crystals 
seem to vibrate. And I need a perception check from everybody. It's a crystal golem. It's a natural 19 for a 43. Ooh, Kieran got a natural 18 for a 28. All right. Natural 9 for a 15. Okay, so all of you realize both uh, recognize both of these creatures because their their stealth is zero. Oh, but it's plus 10 in rocky environments, which actually means only Gideon and Kieran notice these creatures. As the crystals begin to hum and vibrate slightly, you see... Oh, Jason, are these the things you fight in Wrath of the Righteous? Maybe. <gasps> oh, that's not good. You see these. I'll blow them up here for you. Oh, no. Is that a crystal goose? Look at that thing. Did you say a crystal goose? <laughs> <laughs> yes, crystal said, goose. I think he said ooze. Oh, <laughs> That would make more sense. Jessica didn't see anything. Oh, is that a crystal goose up there? (laughs) It's so pretty. (laughs) And with that, I need an initiative check from all of you. There will be a surprise round. Ooh, 24. 24 for Kieran. See what single digit Gideon rolls. Hey, 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 hey. It's possible (laughs) that he gets (laughs) the lowest. Six. <laughs> Gideon with a six. Best perception, lowest reaction speed. So, Gideon, your initiative modifier is higher than negative five, right? Yep. Okay, so you'll go before. Oh, before no. It's <laughs> <laughs> so bad. Alrighty then. So, in the surprise round, first up is Kieran. You see these creatures, one on either side, these it seems like moving crystal masses that are beginning to sludge off the walls towards you. Oh boy. This is one of those situations where the spell shatter is actually pretty useful, but I don't have it. So I will instead cast my mirror image just to prepare to get hit a few times. So I will roll maximum of seven images. All right. And then I'm just going to stay where I'm at for right now. Okay. That brings us to Gideon, who just barely beat one of these creatures on initiative somehow. Okay. I'm gonna cast Bark Skin. Alright. Casts Bark Skin. That brings us to the creatures in the surprise round. So, this one is going to move towards you. And that's, that's where it gets. And the other one is going to five-foot step and attack Kieran, I think. Yeah, because it only has a standard action, so. That is a 20 to hit. Uh, that's going to miss, but it comes within five, so an image will go away. That's all I wanted. That brings us to the top of round one, an actual initiative. And Kieran, you are a living creature starting your turn within 60 feet of either of these creatures. So I will need a fortitude, I'll need two fortitude saves as you hear a subsonic hum just naturally emitted from both of these creatures. Oh, yes, I do remember this from the Wrath of the Righteous game. So first fortitude is a 17. All right. Second fortitude is a 27. Okay, the 27 passes, the 17 fails. You fall victim to the 
I guess this would be Blue's subsonic is this, hum. Is it stunned? Yeah, so starting your turn, you failed the fortitude save, so you are stunned for one round. Yeah, it's not good. It's really not good, so. A creature that successfully saves cannot be affected by the same crystals for 24 hours. So against red, you're immune, but blue, you will have to continue making checks against every round until you succeed. Okay, cool. Cool, cool. Uh, so you are stunned for this round, so I guess we'll just skip your turn. That brings us to Jessup. I need two fortitude saves from you, Jessup. I hope you pass, but also interesting combats when you fail. Love for all of you to be stunned, and then I just coup de gras. No, I wouldn't, I wouldn't coup de gras, but still, it'd be funny. I think in these situations, surely from game design perspective, they're hoping that half the party gets affected, right? Don't you think that's probably, probably about right? something like that. Yeah. Um, okay, so what is it? Uh, two fortitude saves against their subsonic hum that is just beginning to rattle your brain. So I should get... Um... This, yes, this is a sonic mind-affecting okay. effect. Oh, I get my plus four well-versed uh, yep. bonus. Yep. You get your sonic bonus. Next 28. We did good on the first. Not great on the second. Yep, so you're immune to one of them, uh, but you do fail against the second one with your 16. Amazing. So we will skip over Jessup, who is stunned for one round. Jessup. Brings us to Orin. Orin, I need two fortitude saves because you are within 60 feet of both of these creatures at the start of your turn. You got it. I wonder if I can get all of you. That'd be really cool. So we have no buffs. Nothing. This is not a spell. It is just sonic mind affecting. The 29 will succeed, but the 17 will fail. Orin is stunned for one round. Oh my god. We're dropping like flies. That brings us to Gideon. I need two fortitude saves from you, Gideon. This is ridiculous. Oh no. Both of those will fail. No. (laughs) 21 and 19. So just so everybody knows, let's 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 cover the stunned condition, because I know we're all thrilled. We all love it when stunned happens. So a stunned creature drops everything held, can't take actions, takes a minus two penalty to AC, and loses its dexterity bonus to AC, if any. Uh, attackers receive a plus four bonus on attack rolls to perform combat maneuvers against a stunned opponent. So you all drop your weapons and your shields. Well, to be fair, they wouldn't have been out yet, but yeah. Uh, yeah, that's probably true. So, if you don't if you don't normally carry your weapon with you when you travel, then I guess you're fine. I do, so I'd drop it. Or or would have his weapon out for me. I imagine your shields you probably have out normally. The shields, for sure, yeah. So, I'll leave it up to you to decide what you think you'd carry just as you're going along, just in case something happens. Um, but whatever you're carrying, you drop. Uh, and for this round, as we've already covered, you can't take an action, so we skipped your turns. Minus two to AC, and you lose your dexterity bonus, if you have one. That brings us to the creatures. So, I don't think they have an intelligence, right? No, they don't have an intelligence. And their wisdom and charisma are both one. And their dex is one. So, red is just going to attack the closest creature, which is Kieran. The mirror images uh, will still persist. <laughs> They're so all just stunned. You're, you're probably fine. Uh, that's a 25 to hit, which is probably going to hit your stunned AC, but... Yes, it definitely does. 
I roll a d7? Six. Oh, no, you're right. Seven. You're seven. Okay, so two. So another image. Okay. Uh, and they only have the one attack, so you're good. Okay. They'll then bring us to blue. Blue's just going to walk up and attack the nearest target, which is Gideon. I don't know if he'll be able to hit. Even the stunned AC, I don't know if it's going to be all that low. Oh, oh, snap. But I, okay. That's a 37 to hit. Yeah. That saves me trying to figure out if he would have his shield strapped or not. So, yeah, he's he's hit yep. for sure. And because of this creature's awesome little ability, the Razor Sharp Extraordinary ability, its slam attacks deal devastating, piercing, and slashing damage and threatens a critical hit on an 18, 19, or 20. So that is a critical threat. Okay. To confirm... To confirm that's a 29, you might need to check your AC with that one. I don't know. Yeah, so my AC with the shield would be 31, and without would go down 5 to 26. All right. Then that is a colossal amount of damage. You take 77 points of damage from this critical hit. I just want to point out, if we were playing massive damage rules... I need to roll a fortitude save. You would basically die. But roll, roll, roll it to see. Roll it to see. Well, I don't think you can pass the save because isn't it like modified by the damage you take? Minus fifty, I think it is. Okay, that's still ridiculous, though. <laughs> let me let me check for massive damage. That deals uh, fifty or more damage. It doesn't kill you out. You must make a DC fifteen fortitude save. If this saving throw fails, you die regardless of your current hit points. Oh, it's just a flat. It's just a flat fifteen. Shh, you're fine. Yeah, let's just roll it. See what happens. We're not actually using it, but you'd be fine. Uh, but still, seventy-seven points of damage on a critical hit. I I saw the the base number of dice, and I was like, all of these, yeah, all of these would be doubled. So a colossal hit from this creature. Uh, and actually that was blue. So that brings us to the top of the next round. Kieran, we come back to you. You are no longer stunned, but because you failed against one of them, I do need another fortitude save. Okay. So stunned temporarily comes off. And then fortitude save is a natural 20 for a 31. Okay. You have successfully saved against both of them. So you're good to go for the rest of... Does that use an action at all to do that? Uh, no, it just says here that an an active creature gives off a supernatural subsonic vibration. Any living creature starting its turn in the aura must succeed at a save or be stunned. Okay, so I, I don't think it's an action. Okay, so you are good to go. Well, being the only person that has no healing abilities, I can't do anything for Gideon. Uh, so I will just yeah. use you, my... You look around and you see your companions all appear to be uh, keeled over. They've dropped everything. They're out of it. And you see that Gideon has just taken a frighteningly devastating blow that just pierced right through his armor. Okay. Well... As much as I want to use the Rod of Wonder, because that would be cool, I don't think now is the appropriate time to use that. I forgot we had that. (laughs) Every time is the appropriate time for the Wand of Wonder. (laughs) So I will instead grow my claws and I will do a... I think I can do my full attack, bite, claw, claw, because it's a free action to grow those. Uh, yeah, should be. Okay. What you're about to see, Kieran, fully unbuffed... Let's go. So bite attack is a 14 
That is a natural two, so it is exceedingly low. That and then will miss. Claw number one is a 27. That will hit. Okay, so that does 11 points of regular damage and four electricity. Okay, it appears that the electricity just glances right off this crystal creature. That is good to know. And the the claw damage appears to do almost nothing. Interesting. <laughs> My second claw attack is an 18. I probably... 18 will hit. Oh, it does hit? Okay. Yep, these are... They're higher AC than well, normal. Wow, that's going to do zero damage. <laughs> so yes, six so damage, not... which if they have DR10 is going to be nothing, and then four, yeah, which does nothing. does so. not do any damage. There, there are oozes at the end of the day, I think. Okay, I, I most likely don't have the knowledge to roll on these. The only one that could work is Arcana. Ah, no, this is almost certainly Dungeoneering. Um, yes, Dungeoneering. Yeah. Okay, I will stay where I'm at right now. That'll be my turn. All right. That brings us to Jessup. So, Jessup, you f- failed. I passed one failed one. You passed one failed one. So you need one more fortitude save as you you come out of your stupor, but you're still within one of these creatures' frequencies. So Jessup will quickly get unparalyzed and shout out, Okay, guys, I'm back. Uh, 22. 22 is the DC. Exactly. Ooh, thank you. So your sonic bonus uh, allowed you to just barely shove off the second one's vibrations, and uh, you're good to go. Just will start performance. So start package. And then Jessup will cast Displacement on Gideon using his cloak charge. One of his charges. So move action beginning a performance and standard action uh, casting a spell. And then Jessup will just kind of five-foot shuffle a little away from them. But Okay. Uh, yep. And that's that's all I can do. Okay. Stupid question. Can, and I was just thinking about can you You can't ready a free action, can you? Readying isn't the action that you use. Like, readying is, I believe, a standard action. So since you used a standard action, I don't think you can this turn. But. Okay. All right, so Kieran and Jessup are both good to go for the rest of the uh, combat against these creatures. Orin, you failed against one of them, so I need one more save. As you come out of your stupor, but again, the frequencies continue. A 28 will succeed, though, so you are now good to go against both of these creatures. You are unstunned, and you're looking around, and you can see uh, the situation. What would you like to do? Move action, pick up my things? Yes, you can move action, pick up. Uh, your uh, dropped uh, Warhammer, I assume. Some yep. quick rulings on that that I looked up, depending... If you have a heavy steel shield or something like that, it is strapped to you. I would say you still lose the AC because you're stunned and can't like raise it to block, right. but I don't think it would cost an action to pick up. Uh, your weapons you would drop, though, for sure. I'm okay with that, yeah. Light shields and bucklers, that stuff falls to the ground, so you would have if you have like a buckler, you'd have to pick that back up. Nope, I use a heavy shield. Am I able to five foot step and cast a spell? Yes, so you did a move equivalent action of picking up a weapon, which is not a movement, so you can still five foot step and then you still have a standard. Okay, and then as my standard, I'll hill Gideon with a lovely ca- I imagine with that 30 miles, we stopped at some point, correct? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, okay, so we have all you, our spells Like I back. said, like I said, it, it was a full 
It was a four-day trip. Yeah. So okay. All right. Uh, so he'll step up and he'll cast. You can definitely do a cure light wounds on him. No problem. Yes. Exactly. Yes. 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 Cure. Cure light. Absolutely. Uh, a cure critical wounds. All right. Get him just enough where I can crit him one more time. And he slapped his butt cheeks. Wow. For not real growth. Well, that's actually kind of average when you... No, still below average. Slightly, hey, you know. Slightly I'm not average. dead. I'll take it. Yeah. That'll be, uh, that'll be my turn. Yeah. So there's some healing there. That brings us to Gideon. Gideon failed both of his saves. So he has to make both of his saves again. Yep. And stun doesn't affect my fortitude, so... Stun should not affect your fortitude. Um, I don't think uh, Inspire will affect these particular saves because they're not fear or charm. Uh, and I don't think any other buffs were cast, so... Nope, and I don't have any special things against mind-affecting, so... Wow. A 20 will fail, but a 34 will succeed, so you're still stunned. But you're only stunned against one of them. Yep. So, progress. Progress. And, uh, that's a full round action, right? Uh, well, it's a free action, but you're stunned, so you can't do anything on your turn, so... Gotcha. It's not like paralyzed, where... Correct. Stunned is no actions. Paralyzed is mental actions. You can still do. Yeah. That'll then bring us back to the creatures here, who are just going to continue going after the first target they can. So, one attack against Kieran... That's a critical threat with a 37. Just barely. To confirm is a 35 to confirm. Yeah, just barely. But images. Yeah. We're down to a 1d6. A 1 hits you, and it's a 6. Oh, thank goodness. Uh, That would have been another awesome amount of damage, but uh, your, your image got annihilated. Bringing us to Blue, who is going to attack Gideon. And I'll even roll this one in the chat, because if I crit again, I don't crit, but that is a 31 to hit. That'll hit, for sure. So you only take its regular damage. Oh, you have displacements, yes. Mm -hmm. Let me control X So one, one to 50, I'm good. Yeah, 1d100... No, not 1d1000. 1d100. <laughs> and uh, 1 to 50 is a miss. 37, so it is a miss. Oh, that's true. Did um, Orin roll for displacement on the heel? What? Oh, oh yeah, I forgot about that. Because you have displacement, you um, Technically, have to roll. You have to roll Technically, it. Technically, yes. Orin, you would have to roll a d100 and a 4. So you don't heal. But you Get don't lose that, that out of here. spell. Uh, he does not lose the spell. You're still technically holding the charge of that spell. Um, however, if you do touch anything with that hand, it would discharge. So that is, uh, that was the crystal's turn. One thing, you were just hit, Gideon. No, you weren't. Uh, but the first one did hit you, and I forgot to do this. Uh, the 15th ability that this thing has. So this creature has an ability known as Entrap. When it hits a creature... It entraps them. The creature has the ability to restrict another creature's movement, usually with a physical attack, uh, such as ice, uh, mud, lava, or webs. In this case, it is using its crystalline structure. The target of the entrap attack must make a fortitude save or be entangled for the duration. So I would need actually another fortitude save from the previous attack, Gideon. 
Okay, so you're not. You're you're fine. That succeeds on the entrap, so we're all good. Top of round four, we come to Kieran. You are good to go. Kieran will. I guess he'll just full attack right now. Just a bite and sure. two claws again. Yep, you do have the inspire on now. Actually, no, I take that back. I'm going to okay. five foot step back. I'm going to experiment and see. Okay. I will do a scorching ray to see if fire damage. Since electricity's out, he'll try fire. So my first touch attack... Oh, those are not the attacks. Those are the damages. So the first touch attack is a 21 against touch, and the second is a 30 against touch. It's touch is five. So. Oh, well then. I can miss on a natural one. <laughs> always the miss on a natural is, one. Uh, so uh, 21 and 30 both hit touch. So 16 fire in the first and 18 fire in the second. All right. So both of those hit, but you can see that the fire seems to just fizzle away from the creature's crystalline structure. So no, nothing on fire either. This is just nice. If only you had knowledge of engineering. I know. I but you don't... went with nobility like a weirdo. Idiot has engineering. It didn't roll on their turn. <laughs> yeah. I think that's all I can do. So that's my turn. All right. That brings us to Jessup. And I think you're good to go as well. Oh yeah, hey, what the heck are these things? <laughs> yep, that'll be a knowledge engineering check. <laughs> yeah, it might help. If I'm being honest with you. Shut shut up, Mr. Stunned. <laughs> I, I, you know what, I'm just going to low mass of this so I don't mess up. Alright, that is a, I think it's a 30. Yes, it's a 30. That will succeed and it'll get you two pieces of information. These are carnivorous crystal oozes. The the facets of this crystalline formation shift and vibrate as though in anticipation of enemies. You know that these creatures are native to the endless caverns of the plane of Earth. They normally live quiet existences, subsisting on minerals and leeching off of surrounding rock. They are neutral, medium, oozes with the Earth and extraplanar subtypes. And you get... uh, two other pieces of information. Can I figure out what schools of magic can affect those? So it has nothing to do with schools of magic. They're not golems. Uh, So it's not like specific spells or specific schools of magic. I can give you like their defenses so you could get like energy resistances or something like that if you were interested. Sure. Yeah, I'm just trying to figure out what to help Kieran what magic might work. So their general defenses, you know they have DR. Uh, They're immune to cold. They're immune to electricity, and they have resistance fire 20. You know that they have ooze traits as well. So oozes in general are mindless, so they're immune to mind-affecting charms and stuff. They are blind, but they have blind sight, so they're immune to gaze attacks, visual effects, illusions, and whatnot. And then oozes are also immune to poison, sleep, paralysis, polymorph, stun. They're not subject to critical hits or flanking. So... How does it have to bypass images, then, if it doesn't have to see? I hate to be that guy. It's an interesting question. What'd you ask? I said, well, how would how displacement or mirror image make a difference, then, if they don't have to see? Oh, they don't. Yeah, it wouldn't. I had just looked up the ooze traits, and I saw blind, skipped over the thing in parentheses to the immunities, and I just now read that they, it does have blind sight. So, so what if hit that- Gideon, and then Orin... <laughs> You can roll two attacks on me because you would have hit twice then. No, yeah, that's fine. You would, I will, you would have hit me once too. I will move forward. I missed it. 
Uh, it does say in their senses it has blind sight 120 feet, and I just missed it, so that's on me. So I will continue forward with that knowledge. But yeah, that is their general defenses that you are aware of. Uh, you have one more question. I don't want any more. I'm messing us up. Uh, just give me its, uh, what its DR is. DR 10 everything. Oh, yeah. well. <laughs> there you go. So uh, I guess Jessup will relay that. And I think they might have been off the game here a little bit, uh, but they're going to start smacking you more now. And uh, yeah, they, they're, they're, they're not going to take a lot of damage from anything. Oh, Kieran, you're basically worthless. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Jessup will cast uh, haste. Yep. Tact. Tact, Jessup. Acid damage, sonic damage, force damage. I think those are the only ones. That's it. That- it's uh, Kieran and Burn, uh, immune to burn damage. Um, yeah, Jessup will cast haste. Jessup will relay the info. Jessup will five foot step back, and he will maintain performance. I am benefiting from haste. My AC does go up by one. Actually, no, it does not, because it's a dodge bonus, isn't it? <laughs> no, it's untyped. It's a do- it's a dodge bonus. It is yeah, a dodge. It's dodge. Bonus. It's dodge. Yeah. The, the bonus to attack is untyped. the bonus to attack is untyped. I I know it's a dodge bonus. Yeah. So once you're not stunned, you will benefit from it. Uh, so that is Jessup's turn. Uh, well, you can move, I guess, because that was just I, a I standard. All right. I don't want to be too far away because I wanted to get haste. That will then bring us to Orin. Orin, you are still technically holding the charge of the cure critical wounds because you were not able to hit Gideon last turn. Does it consume my standard action if I do try and hit? Yeah, making making the trying to touch is a standard action, yeah. But casting a different spell would lose you that spell because you're concentrating on holding the charge. I probably should have dismissed displacement, my babe. We'll try and hit him, I guess, with it. Come on! Dang it. 32 will miss again. You still have a move action. Nope. I'll stay where I'm at. That brings us to Gideon. Gideon, you succeeded against one of them last turn, so you only need to make one more successful fortitude save. Okay. And a 30 will succeed. So now all of you are immune to their subsonic hum for the next 24 hours. Gideon, you get the dodge bonus. You get the dodge bonus. And that's my whole turn, though? Or is it a standard oh, no, action? No, that's just at the start of your turn. You just make the, the save to see if you're good or not. So you have your full turn. Oh, okay. So you can pick up your weapon and whatever you like to do. Or you said you don't have it, so you'd pull it out. Yeah, I can pull it out. Because I went Drawing to cast... a weapon does not provoke, so that you'd be fine. Yeah, it'd be good. It's the same action equivalent, though. Let's, uh... I, uh... This is a bad spot. It's not great. Okay. So, we'll pick it up. Draw it out, I mean. And, um... Move... Here. Five-foot step. And cast... Army Across Time. I'll use that spell in a little while. Alright, so five-foot step there. Standard action... Army across them. So you summon one duplicate per caster level. Bef- you can summon one duplicate bef- per caster level before the spell ends. You can have up to one duplicate in existence at a time for every three caster levels. And is it like an action to? No, a free action to make them come up. I think it is. As a free action, you can summon a duplicate. One per round or as many per round? As many as I want. This uh, up to the limit one for every three so i'm 12 so i can have four out right now but it's rounds per level and summoning extra ones uh reduces the rounds that it lasts if i remember correctly it's been a while since i've used the spell 
A duplicate can use the aid another action once to assist you, but it cannot take any type of other action. Uh, you can assume only one duplicate for, for every four caster levels. So yeah, four of them come out, and we'll just put them all around him. All right. That's your turn? Mm-hmm. Okay, that'll bring us to the crystals. I'm going to roll to see if Red g- continues after Kieran or goes after one of the other guys that are now within a five-foot step. So one, two, Kieran, three, four, Oren, five, six. Four is Oren, I think I said. One, two, three, four. Yes, yeah, so Oren. So it's going to step up and make an attack against Oren. That is a... Now I'm rolling, rolling way better this time than rolling I was before. Rolling rocks. Yeah. It's not a crit, but it is a 34. Oh, yeah. So Oren takes 21 points of damage and Gideon takes 21 points of damage because of shield other. Oh, yikes. That is their base damage. Oh my goodness. They get one attack, but it's their base damage. Also, because he hits you, I need you to roll a fortitude save against its entrapment as you begin to... Are, you're covered in these crystals that try to lock you in place. 33, you're fine, though. You're able to break them off, and uh, you are not entangled. Blue will... So it can't occupy the spaces that your allies are in. Josh? No, I can. Oh, it can? Yeah, I think it can. They're just okay. temporal ghosts, and I, I realized I didn't use them to aid another for me, so I'm just going to use them later, so they're not even there yet. They'll show up, and they'll aid for my next attack. So, Okay, so yeah, he'll just step up and uh, continue his attack. Uh, your AC is now back to what it should be. Yep. That is a natural 19. So that'll crit, potentially. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no. Oh, yeah, uh, no, it's to confirm, bad. It's, yeah, it's close. Your AC is better than what it was, but I, you're not super buffed, so a 33? Nope, that doesn't hit. I mean, Just you're still... Confirm. Yeah, I'm still probably dead. This is... Yeah, this is probably going to kill you. Martyr's Last Blessing will tick, though, so maybe. So that's 50 points of damage. Oh, well, doesn't even matter, but might as well do it. So second wind, so I heal the max uh yep so you heal 20 from that immediately yeah uh and then i take the 50 and he's still dead indeed well that's what i get for not remembering to do that (laughs) you'd probably still be dead with that though i think i still i'd be i'd be on the cusp but i'd be not good right anyhow it's martyr last blessing ticks off yes so you charge your body with healing energy, which erupts from you if you are dying or are killed before one hour per level. If you're blo- brought below zero hit points or killed, including effects that deal damage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The eruption of healing energy acts as mass cure light wounds on allies other than you. Um, but I don't think anybody else... Uh, Orin did get hit for some damage. So Orin would heal 13, uh, 13 points of, of damage. Nice. And I'm checking a, a different spell to see if displacement is going to affect that one. Yeah, it will. Okay. This is going to be fun. It's going to be fun. That brings us to the top of the next round. And uh, we go to Kieran. Okay. Kieran will five foot step and he's going to cast Dragon's Breath using a scale from Ibzariac, which would be acid damage. So, 
Dragon's Breath is DC 18 Reflex save. Okay. For... All right, I'll full <laughs> Reflex save for these guys <laughs> with their plus zero. <laughs> you could get a natural... You rolled a 15 on the die, no. but still yeah, fails. Yeah, I was going Rolled a 17 on the die, but still fails. <laughs> so they'll both take 38 acid damage. All right, yeah. All of that will go through. Oh, he can't. All right. Oh my gosh, I just... Instead of changing his hit points, I added his current hit points to the end of his total hit points, so he's now got 13,000 hit points. We got this, guys. Uh, so yeah, both of those take that full damage. Ouch. And is that your turn? Yep, five foot step, standard action, good to go. If only they had fast healing. That'd be too much. That'd be too much. Jessup, that is your turn now. So Jessup will maintain performance, so we mark that... Did Warren have to try and do a reflex save? Uh, no. It was a line. Isn't it a line? Yeah, so I could I could just cut over in front of Warren. Oh, okay. Yep. Did you hit Gideon? I wanted to, but I didn't. <laughs> He's already <laughs> dead. It doesn't matter. It'll be fine. He's already <laughs> dead. So, like, I kind of feel like he is not just downed and unconscious. He's dead dead. You saw him take a series of devastating hits. These things taking, and I can show you the image again. He's taking their their razor-sharp appendages that are just spears and kind of like clubs of... Or spears and, I guess not clubs, because they do slashing and... Is it slashing and... Bludgeoning and slashing. So so more like uh, like razor-sharp sharp swords and hammers that are just barreling and slashing right through his defenses. And you do see him go down hard. And some of his spells triggered which at this point you probably realize what that means when they trigger. So would displacement would stay on him even though he's unconscious? Or? It would unless, um, yeah, it, it would persist. So I'm going to spend my standard action to dismiss that in the event Orin may attempt something. I don't know if he will, but um, I'm going to get rid of it and I'll just say, uh, Orin, I'm not sure if you're going to try to do something, but I uh, got rid of Gideon's displacement. And then Jessup will heroically five foot step behind Kieran. <laughs> heroically. <laughs> heroically. Five foot step behind him. That will bring us to Oren. Oh, I wonder what I will do. Give up. So I obviously let the spell that I had go. So I lose that, right? Yeah. I believe so. Hold it in the other hand. Do <laughs> two hand magic casting like Skyrim. There's a there's a prestige class where you can do that. But. Five foot step. Wait a minute. <laughs> I'm going to run around this way <laughs> and get over here, provoking from this one. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, it's just the better way to do it. All right. It's all provoked yeah. from him. Dude, you could have rolled in acrobatics. <laughs> Again, it's like negative ten. That is a low roll, but that's they got a pretty good to hit. It's still a twenty-four. That misses. <sighs> okay, so he gets over there and he will cast Breath of Life on Gideon. All right, go ahead and roll your Breath of Life. Thirty-two. Okay. Thirty-two hit points to Gideon. Uh, Josh, is Orin able to see? Does Gideon begin to breathe again, or if I understand Breath of Life correctly, yes. 
So you cast that on him, and you see him begin to stir slightly. You believe that he is alive. It takes my negative, right? And then you add it to that, and then if it's... Yes. And then as long as you're not dead after right. that still. Yes. Back to then he is. Then he is fine, yes. Okay. okay. He is actually right. fine and conscious. Oh, he's conscious? He's conscious. That's potentially not really great. bad. Yeah, <laughs> not great. Yeah. Yeah. Well, hopefully, hopefully we... We got that scroll of Ray's dead if we need it. Yep, yep. yep. or in so. a lot of Breath of Life five times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just well. keep bringing him back. <laughs> Stop it, please, just let me die. <laughs> that does bring us to Gideon's turn. Uh, your allies are still there, I assume? Oh, yeah, yeah, So Enduring Bloom comes back. Okay. Which will heal him the same as a cure light wound, so that plus five. All right, he'll live forever. Not great. Um, then I gotta do some quick math to figure out what I, I mean. Six out of eight is pretty good. Is shield other still on? Yes. Not anymore. Oh no. Yeah, no, it is. Oh it is. no. <laughs> How does that work? But it doesn't turn off when you die. You still take. That's, half that's why when you. That's why day. when you went to provoke, I was like, good lord. <laughs> oh, God. I'm going to take more damage. <laughs> amazing. <laughs> yeah. And I can't take a swift action because I used my immediate. That is correct. Yeah. So, we are going to... Cast Grace. <laughs> I can't. It's a swift action. Oh. Can I cast it as a standard action, Jason? Guess what? Grace. I guess... It wouldn't work. Yeah, yeah. It, it would work. provoke even if that right. was a thing that could be done. Right. So it would it would not be helpful. So what we're gonna do? And I realized ally across time. I'm not even sure they're gonna help. I mean, they can aid others. What they can do, which I guess with blind sense they could aid other your AC. That, yeah, that's what I was wondering if that would work or not. I guess so. Okay, then we'll do that. So they'll all give him a plus eight to his AC because he got four of them. I was going to say, collectively, they'll give you a plus eight. They're not each giving you a plus eight. Correct. Collectively, they'll give me a plus eight. And then uh, he will... What does he want to do first? He is going to stand up, which will provoke. Yeah, we'll have to look into Shield Other again. It seems like there is an overwhelming consensus that people think it should end if the caster dies. It just seems weird that it would stay active. It would be I mean, amazing, because then Orin could just carry around Gideon's lifeless body right? all over and always take 50% <laughs> less damage. <laughs> True. Well, that's, that's the main thing that I was thinking about, is that if one of them died, then you'd just, like... You'd have an uh, corpse yeah. that just... Like, what, what is the other half damage going to? Because it's the no body. longer a creature, really. It's an object. <laughs> Gideon's at like one million negative damage at the end of this campaign. So that's something that we'll have to consider probably moving forward. Because some people are saying that like when you're dead, like technically like your soul goes away. So range things, I don't think that really is a good justification. But but anyways, we'll, we'll deal with it later. It won't come up again, probably. It's not like you're going to hit me again with a plus eight to my AC. I mean, <laughs> well, you are prone, so. Oh, uh, yeah, that's true. I forgot about that. Didn't you stand up to provoke? I guess I'm provoking no matter what I do. Is that the case? Kind of, yeah. 
Yeah, because the debate is casting a heal spell now. Can you fight? Can you total defense while you're prone? I can't think of a reason not to. You could do that and hope that you can get further healed before you do stuff. Yeah, I mean, we can we can total defense to get my AC all the way up to 49. Holy what? Okay, you don't need to total defense. You're fine. <laughs> yes, yes, you do. I, I don't know, man. I, I think that I don't want to die again. At least for one turn. Just, just, yeah. just stay alive one turn. I don't know. I think Gideon wants to die. He's always been talking about wanting to be reincarnated into a butterfly or something. <laughs> <laughs> he wants to die. Yeah, no, we'll, we'll, we'll total defense because that won't provoke while we're down there. Yeah, and we'll grab all this stuff. Grabbing your stuff would provoke. No, it didn't. Why would it provoke? Picking up an item does provoke. Picking up... Sure. Does it no, not? It does. No, it doesn't. No way it I'm, does. I'm, I'm looking sure at it, it now. Well, I think sheathing a weapon provokes, dude. So I think yeah, drawing up. a weapon does not. Sheathing a weapon does. I imagine that picking up a weapon would have to. How is drawing a weapon and picking up a weapon any different? I think it's it's kind of like if you're drawing a, a sword out of a sheath, like you can just kind of like do that and keep your focus on an opponent. But if you're sheathing it, you kind of have to look down where you're putting your sword type of a thing. I think that's the logic. It does take more attention to sheath something. Okay. Yeah, pick up an item, yes, provokes. So you can total defense, but probably not pick up an item. Yeah, so we'll total defense, and we'll take the... All of them will aid my AC, so plus me. Well, that brings us to the crystals. Uh, red's going to go down after the guy who attacked it. Blue would, but you're there, so... Uh, red's going to take one attack. So against Kirin, yeah, that's a 32. That's going to hit. Yes. But you have images. But it doesn't matter. Oh, you don't. I keep forgetting about that. So 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 it just hits. Yeah, just hit. You you don't have any other defenses going on. Okay. Nope. So do not. You will take a juicy thirty seven points of damage. Not too bad. Blue, however, does make an attack against uh Gideon there. But his AC is so <laughs> Okay. What is your AC, Josh? 49. I rolled a natural 19 for a 38. So. What? Misses. But really close. Wait, what did you say it was? A 48? 38. Oh, 38. Yeah, not a, not a 40. No. Yeah, so natural 19. And I'm sorry, you're prone. So it would actually be a 42 to hit. But even then, it misses. Because you've got four versions of yourselves dogpiling you. So it can't get to your real body. <laughs> That said, had I had I not, yeah, that was close. That was very close. Had I not, it, had I not total defense, yeah. Uh, that brings us to the top of the next round. And Kieran, you are up. You've been hit by this creature, and you're noticing that it is now ignoring the spell effects that were somehow affecting it before mysteriously. <laughs> Magic. Uh, I'll just five foot step back, and I'll do the same thing I did before with the acid line. Which should still go spending all of the spell slots. <laughs> yeah. Well, Jessup called me useless and it hurt my feelings, so I have to do what I can. So, again, DC 18. Well, that one rolled a natural one for a one. Okay. And the other one rolled a natural 11 for an 11, so both fail, obviously. So, 35 points of acid damage. Okay. Oof. Did you tell Jessup to shut up earlier? <laughs> that was I just mean, a joke. That wasn't my even. My feelings were hurt more. <laughs> yeah, everybody joke. heard it. That was canon. 
Yeah. No, I'll just so. cut it out. I've got that. Seriously, I was going to say, Sarah's going to cut that out and make Jess look like a total deep bag this session. Well, no, if I were to cut that out, I would cut out the other stuff that doesn't matter. She's been cutting out everything to make it look like Jessup's the villain. Didn't I tell you what I did last, what I was going to do with our, our fight last week? I was just going to make it so that Jessup... One-sided? Yep, completely one-sided. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right, some big damage there. Kieran has single-handedly... You can see that the acid is just eating away and bubbling away at the the crystal of this creature, and a lot of it is just kind of sloughing off in the like a acidic residue. That is uh, the end of your turn, Kieran. Oh yeah, I'm sorry. Five foot step and cast a spell. That brings us to Jessup. Jessup, Jessup, free action. Ah, uh, Kieran, uh, you you're doing something good here. Can you do it again? You could just keep backing up, Jessup. It's kind of moving me back down the hallway. Wait, so you could you could dragon breath him again? Yep, three more times. Oh, okay, yeah, you do your thing. So uh, Jessup will, your free action, maintain the performance, and then Jessup will cast uh, heroic finale to give Kieran uh, can do an additional standard or move action of their choice this turn. Oh, so yeah, you could cast another spell as a standard action. Okay, Kieran's gonna move thirty feet down the hallway. Turns with a malicious grin and he says, "Thank you," and then he runs away. He, he teleports away. Just <laughs> <laughs> home town of Malthoon. He was Malthoon the whole time. Yep, it was Malthoon the whole time. All right, I will use another dragon's breath. I'm just burning through my level fours. Okay. Same roll as before. Ooh. No, still fail. <laughs> He got really excited with himself. I mean, you would be amazed at how well I'm rolling these saves. It's just that they have a plus zero, so 16s and 17s on the die don't do any. Thankfully, so another 35 acid damage. (laughs) All right, we're definitely getting down there. Yeah. And then uh, Jessup will abide Kieran's recommendation and just run down the hall himself. That's not true. I'll probably go here. Just five foot move out of the way. All right. After Jessup, we have Orin. I think Orin's going to use uh, heal on Gideon. All right. Yeah. So that should be 120. Oh, I'm full. Points. Yeah, we're good. Yeah. Yeah. Any conditions should be gone. And Orin will five foot step here. All right. So that he can be attacked and go down. Well, we'll see what the crystal wants to do about that. Gideon, it is your turn. Okay. Will Grace grab my weapon? Stand up. So grabbing the weapon would still provoke, yes. Your your movement does not provoke. But grabbing the weapon would provoke. Uh, then we won't cast Grace. We'll just gotta stand up. Okay, so that will provoke. Yeah. But we'll cast... Uh, what we'll do is we'll do Divine Might. And we'll choose the one that's hitting me. So swift action, divine might. Yep. Go to grab the weapon, which will provoke, and go to stand up. So you are still prone when this all happens. When the attack happens, you're prone. Actually, forget that weapon. Who needs it? We'll just stand up, and uh, we'll grab the large obsidian nine-ring thing he's got. (laughs) The broadsword. (laughs) Just use that. Okay, so you stand up, draw the weapon, and that's your turn. Yeah, but it would still provoke. It would still provoke. And you would be prone when it happens. So that is a critical threat. Okay. Because it's an 18. 
With the plus four for you being prone, that brings it to an even 40. With all the dudes, no. But it still will hit, right? Or how does that work? So was it a natural 20 or just a critical threat? It was not a natural 20. It, it rolled an 18, which is in its threat range. No, because the, the dudes are aiding another, so they have the plus eight again. I had to make a whole, as a free action, I had to make four new guys, but they come out again. Then you are instantly killed. Yep, and we're back up. Only five foot step there. Okay, and that is your turn. It is now the crystal's turn. They will continue their assault. One will go down here. Uh, I'll roll for the one up there because it does have two targets. So one or two, Gideon, three, four, Orin. That is a four, so Orin. So I'll do my attack against uh, Kieran first. So Kieran, this is going to be a low roll. But your AC is not as high as the others. So 23 might still hit. That is my AC. You take another 43 points of damage. And then the attack against, I think it was Orin that I rolled for there. So Orin, uh, it is not a crit, but it is a 33 to hit. Yeah, that hits. So Orin, you take 19 points of damage, and Gideon takes 19 points of damage. That is their turns. Top of the next round, we have Kieran. Oh boy, I wonder what Kieran's going to do. Anybody want to guess? Uh, Breathe fire. Yeah, right. That would be so dumb. Anyway. Breathe sonic damage? Yeah, right. Um, One thing that I would like to bring to the discussion is the angle, now that Gideon is right in front of the one in the back, would Gideon get hit by this? Because that's a pretty tight line there now. Uh, yeah. I could say yes. Well, because the line would be from Kieran's space, not the creature's space. Yeah, I know. I was just thinking if he had five foot step, what would be possible? I disagree. Why? State your argument. It can't go like that? Well, that's what I'm thinking. It's like, it's it's a very narrow... Because, I mean, I can back up two squares... And then do one, two, I would three, say four, five. If you six, back up, so one, two, three, four, five, six. Because basically thirty feet up, yeah, basically thirty feet up, and then cross over, and then do. Well, no, maybe not. No, yeah. If you stand right next to Jessup, then I think it works out fine. Okay. Yeah, that'd be correct. So I could five foot step back, and he's gonna kind yes. of like hold his hands out and try to get the distance to be perfect. And cast the fourth one. Wow, not a good roll Oof. on that one. So 32, let's see if they can save. 14 on the die, and an 8 on the die. So they both fail, obviously, but uh, 32, they are technically still alive. Oh my goodness. Both of them are still up, but you can see that like 90% of their bodies have uh, been melted away by this acid. Then they should be doing, like, only 10% of their damage. That's not how it works. That's not how it works. That's not how it <laughs> that should works. be how it works. And that is your turn? Yes, that's my turn. That brings us to Jessup. Jessup will look and see how they are deteriorating and what all kind of gone on. And so Jessup will yeah. kind of turn to Kieran and, you know, I know we have a disagreement, but uh, at this very moment, I am super glad that you are here. He will hit Kieran with a cure serious wounds. So it'll be 32. Oh, that is nice. Thank you. And then Jessup will move up 10 feet. All right. 
That brings us to Oren. I don't have to protect him anymore. So I'll five footstep there. And I'll finally get to try and do damage. Okay. Keep in mind, it is not subject to flanking, so don't give yourself a flanking bonus. Real quick, wasn't there something that happened with Oren that hasn't been happening with Kieran? Wasn't there something that it did to Oren? Something oh, about, you like, mean the entrap? The crystals the entrap- oh, the entrapment. covering it yeah. or something? Yes, yep. I forgot about that. That would be f- that would be a fortitude save then, because it did hit you. Ah! No, 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 not not Oren. <laughs> She's talking about Kieran. Yeah, the only thing is though is that if if I fail, does my spell not go off? Like, am I? Am it wouldn't I... necessarily not go off. You'd just be entangled, so you would have had to make a concentration check. But I'm pretty well, sure this you'd could be... spiral out of control. Just keep my fat mouth shut. So glad you want to play by the rules, Sarah. Eighteen. Fortitude. So an 18 would fail. So you would have to make a concentration check for your spell. Okay, but I could still move? Character is ensnared. It impedes movement, but does not necessarily prevent it unless the bonds are anchored to an immobile object or tethered to an opposing force. An entangled creature moves at half speed. So you would probably be tethered to the creature, yes. It must not have been right in front of me because how did I move without provoking I am confused I don't know you were five foot stepping and then somehow you were just ten feet away from it I don't know yeah because I was I was five feet away from it when I when Jessup did his heroic finale and then I oh it didn't okay okay it didn't have a turn in between when Jessup did that heroic finale so I had already five foot stepped back did the standard action from his heroic finale, and then my turn came. I took another movement. So the creature goes between Jessup and you. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, I had it backwards. I was. Kieran, did you by chance five minutes up after you did the standard action that I gave you? No. No, so yeah. The creatures go between Jessup and Kieran, but not between Kieran and Jessup because it goes Kieran, Jessup. Right. After Jessup's turn, the creatures go before Kieran goes again. Right, right. So, so that, the creatures that all should have out. always been able to five-foot step up to you, though, every time, still. I don't know. I, I have no idea. I'm so confused. So, I don't know. You, I mean, we can just, we'd have to retcon both of my spells if we retcon back to me being entangled, because those both happened since I've gotten hit by it, I think. We should just restart from entering this cavern and for some reason have the inclination that we should be massively buffed before walking in here. <laughs> yeah, I I have no idea. There's like way too much going on. I'm not going to re- retcon everything. Just roll me a concentration check against uh, being entangled to see if the last spell goes off. But I really feel like I probably should have provoked backing up to where I'm at. So you could probably roll another attack. My concentration is an 18. I rolled a natural four. And you don't get your... Uh... No, combat casting on combat casting's only... Is it not for Entangled? I don't think so. I think that's only for casting in defensively. Oh, well, casting on the defensive or while grappled. Yeah, that's a bit funky because they're effectively grappling you, but technically not. I'd say it's similar enough to count, but I don't know if the plus four will be enough to make that succeed. So it's 15 plus the spell level? Yes. Yeah, it would be a 19, so it would be a matter of me failing or succeeding. Okay. So I'm going to just hand wave it, say that we're all good, but uh, I am going to take that attack on you 
and I'm gonna say that you're still right next to it. We're everything else we're just gonna hand wave. We're not gonna bother about any of the other things. Jessup can move up if he wants to. Don't care about any of that. Okay. Uh, yeah, so in this case, Jessup would... Well, I don't think Jessup would have healed, though, in that case. <laughs> I, think, I think it's... That, well, I, I think my thing is, if Kieran was still there and I knew that he was grappled, Jessup would have cast Freedom of Movement and cast that instead of a heal. Alright, well, I can take 32 hit points off. That would have been off before my turn, anyway. Yeah, yep. So, we'll just say you didn't heal me. So, in that case, you didn't heal, but you Correct. cast Freedom of Movement. The creature would then have been able to make its attack, so I'll still do the attack. But then on Kieran's turn, could have five foot stepped as normal, because he would no longer be entangled. Okay. We're just going to play it from this position. We're just going to go from here. Okay. And I'm going to roll the damage for you, and we're just going to go from here. So what's this damage for? Uh, the Attack of opportunity? The, the attack of opportunity okay. for you said something about an attack of opportunity. Okay. I, don't, okay. I don't remember Because you would move on. 10 feet back. Right. Okay. Gotcha. So that was a 29 to hit. Yes. So you take 44 points of damage. Oh, boy. Okay. And I don't even remember whose turn it was anymore. My... Was it Warren's turn? Yeah. It's the longest turn I've ever had. Or you shut up. We're doing our you turns You shut again. up. We're doing turns again. <laughs> <laughs> so Orin had five foot stepped. Okay. And he's going to make some attacks against blue. All right. Roll your attacks. 29 will hit. 31 will hit. 27 will hit. So this is against blue. So you do a little bit of damage. Nine so damage. You do, Woo! You, do one, you do one point of damage. You then do four points of damage. You then do four points of damage, which is enough to bring it to minus three. Yes! So blue goes down. I killed it all by myself. Kieran did nothing. I did it all myself. Which then brings us to Gideon's turn. He'll move over here, free action, make uh, four more buddies, which I think he can do his last... Well, he can do up to his level, yeah, so four more. And uh, he'll have them aid this attack. All right. So this is at a plus eight. And I have to okay. uncheck Divine Might because he's dead. I mean, it's, it's AC is 17, so... I don't think you can miss. No, I probably can't, but, you know. Oh, that is the absolute opposite. Okay, so 36 uh, tentative crit, 35 will confirm. Uh, your weapon is a mace. Oh, I clicked the wrong one. Minus one from both of those. No, my weapon is a broadsword. Right, it is the broadsword. Uh, and it does what type of damage does it do? Slashing damage. Okay. So that's not a crit, and that's two less. It's a 34. Because you're not doing bludgeoning damage, yes, you do not confirm the crit. The creature has a special ability where bludgeoning and sonic attacks can inflict crits, so I was going to say it is, but because it's not the mace, it does not confirm the crit, but you do, do that. You could deal your damage. I already thought they were immune anyway, so no loss on my side. Yeah, normally oozes are immune to crits, and this one is also immune to crits, except when they are bludgeoning or sonic attacks. Interesting. In fact, a successful critical hit from a such attack causes the thing to split. So 12 points of damage. 12, so 2 points of damage. Yep. It's still up. Which brings it to its turn. And it's got two targets now. So let's do 1, 2, Jessup, 3, 4, Gideon. 2. That'll be a Jessup attack. Jessup does a... That is a terrible roll, but it's... Just roll your damage, dude. It's still a 22, though. I think that misses, though. It rolled a natural 4. Does 22 hit you? Oh, yeah. Nice. Awesome. 
That's what I said. It's just roll damage. Yeah. Sometimes your AC is like in the mid 20s. So, 37. I'm sorry, I didn't have haste checks. It should be 21. But either way. Yeah. 37 points of damage to you. Okie dokie. And that brings us back to Kirin. Uh, so you do have freedom of movement. So you're not entangled. Uh, everything's good to go. <laughs> I'm in a pickle now, though. Yeah, I mean, you should be fine. You can you can do a line through there, given the templates. I don't I don't think so. No. Well, I guess if it if it veers off like this direction, instead of yeah, doing, like if like, you go into the line. wall, yeah. Uh, if you if you go into a wall. Yeah. So if I do like this. Yeah. That's what, that's what I was saying. Okay. Can you not magic missile these ones? Oh, yeah. I forgot force damage was probably fine. Uh, yeah, I don't see anything talking well, about force damage. Anymore. I guess we'll go with that. Thanks, Jessup. You're welcome. That's 15 force damage. All right. It had three hit points left. And you shatter the creature with your force bullets. And it goes down. Would have been an easy TPK had Kieran not been there. Yikes. Yep, kind of funny. I called him uh, worthless in the beginning, and he did like 95% of the damage. I'm kind of mixed. I uh, I messed up. There were a couple of misplays on my part. I didn't need to go down as low as I did. Just wasn't expecting this much damage all out the get-go. Well, the very first damage, you took 74 or something like that. Like Before we even knew. Yeah, before well, we even knew thing, what yeah, it was going to be like. It, you didn't expect 74. it to crit right away, and you didn't <laughs> expect its base damage to be 78. Right, yeah. No, there was just a lot of things where it's like, well, I could have been more cautious, but I wasn't thinking that I needed to be more cautious. Classic. Dude, we went to a new map. We should have been cautious. We should. Well, that yeah. was that was my. It's it's the meta game that's so hard to fight. You go into a new spot and you think, okay, I've got this is a pretty big map. I probably got two or three, maybe four encounters. You know, I should be strategic about this. And then you almost die, and it's like, wait a minute. This was so avoidable if I just was willing to expend, you know, a level I think this is exactly slot. like the uh, fight that we had with the first one with the Morlocks, with the destroyers. That yeah, it's the us. same thing where you just, yeah. I also made a couple of bad uh, choices, but that's just because I was like, wait a minute, he's actually dead. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. You all find yourselves, though, in this, this bright chamber. Again, these crystals are emitting a white light and it's refracting off of them in such a way that it's very bright in this chamber and you see two tunnels veering off. Jessup will uh, look up at Kieran and Jessup took quite a bit of damage for Jessup health but obviously it wasn't as much as some others and uh, kind of look at Kieran and not really say too much but just kind of nod his head and thanks. Kieran turns to you as just blood is pouring from his head and like running down into his mouth and his smile is all like bloody and he just like nods and he's like sure thing Jessup sure thing I think uh I think you missed a important spell for yourself today Karen what would that one be fastidiousness <laughs> oh yeah no, I I got that it's it's sloughing off it's just it has to come from somewhere there's a lot of Karen coming out right now I think I think we need to do some healing before we kind of move forward. You know, Oren, I might just convert to Torag eventually. He's really been doing us a solid. Well, I mean, if you're quite serious about that, it's not uncommon for there to be human followers of Torag. Uh, yeah, and he'll just start going off about all the benefits <laughs> of Torag. 
Kieran's just like nodding politely as you go on, not having been serious at all, but just letting you go on. <laughs> Gideon exchanged a, 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 a glance with Kieran, kind of like a, yeah, well, you know, this is, you asked for this, you know, kinda, you know. Oren pulls out his portable uh, smithy where he has etched the entire scripture of Torag onto the side of it. Right. Yep. Yep. When Oren, it sounds like he's kind of like reaching a lull in his proselytization. He'll, uh, Gideon will interject. And if you ever want to hear anything about uh, Shailen or Iomade or Milani, feel free to just ask me about it. Kieran, I'm sure you'd love to hear. Well, you know, if I ever want my healing to only be for myself, then I'll come to you, Gideon. <laughs> he's laughing no no I, uh, I owe you both a lot yeah my thanks I um, was not the shield I wanted to be as he picks up his mace and stuff hey what, what do I chop liver I helped I cast spells on you to prevent healing you're welcome <laughs> who, who do you worship Jessup oh the, the rangers <laughs> you, you worship the rangers uh, hey, hey, I don't talk ill about your deity. You leave oh, my worshipping alone. Uh, okay. You're even Born worse than Aiden was. I thought that boy worshipped the rangers, but it seems you may be even more devout than he. No, no, it's uh, it's Desna. Here, there. If I had to pick one. If I had to pick one. Sounds like it runs in the family, though, Kieran. Yeah, that it does. There were similarities. Well, we all survived, so at least that's good to be had there. I appreciate all of you. Should we press on? I'm not. I'm not liking being in the Darklands too long. So if we could get in and get out, really, I'm having a lot of fun here. It's really hot. <laughs> I don't appreciate it. It's it's really sticky. Aren't you like sweating really bad under there, Gideon? It's the worst. It's Can't you smell him? Well, I mean, you're you're not you know roses and petunias yourself, there, Orin. You're. I I I smell of I smell of earth. That's all I smell like. I don't know what you're talking about. I rub mud on myself. Jessup dies laughing, thinking that you were referring to how fat he is, and that's why he might be hot. Oh, <laughs> you said no, idiot. no, no, no. I was more referring to the fact that our friends here are wearing full armor. I don't even have any armor on, and I'm I'm really uncomfortable. And I can't imagine carrying you know 50 pounds of armor that's all metal. How that would feel? Not great. I don't, I don't understand how you're comfortable down here, Oren. It's not for me. That's kind of our natural habitat. I mean, you know, we, we like hot places. Uh, the Forge of Torog, and he begins going into Torog again. <laughs> All right, here's a question for you, Oren. If you're so comfortable underground, why in the world were the dwarves looking for the sky? Well, they're comfortable with both. I mean, they're comfortable underground, but they're also comfortable above ground. Right, but it's just it's just odd that, you know, if you were content where you were, why were you pressing on Is this another thing where you were where are the dwarves actually conquerors or something? I mean Hold on, Orin, I got this one. <laughs> <laughs> Twenty five knowledge history? Gideon will try to pacify this conversation as much as he can. So none of you would by any chance have the spell, you know, find the path or anything just point us right direction we need to go i'm just kidding that's a pretty high level spell but it would be helpful right now because i'm not I mean, sure I geography can you tell which way should we go up or down i'm assuming this goes down jason it looks like it curves around yeah can i roll a knowledge jason to know or uh roll me a survival 
Oh, crap. Biscuits. I can roll survival to aid, maybe. You know what? When Kieran asked, Jason, would I have time to roll or um, buff myself with uh, Dead Eyes lore? Sure, yeah. Before I make a choice. Okay. I think it's a plus four. Yes. So let me add in... Uh, 19. That's a cool spell. <laughs> did you look up Find the Path or Dead Eyes lore? No, I looked up Beloved of the Forge. You gain an innate sense of the direction to your home or to the place where you last attempted a craft check. Whenever, whichever you choose when you cast a spell, you gain a plus 10 insight bonus on survival checks made to find your way back to the chosen place. While under the effects of this spell, items in your possession gain a plus 2 luck bonus on saving throws against spells and effects, and you gain a plus 5 luck bonus on craft checks to create or repair objects with craft skills in which you are trained. Why don't you just cast that? I would argue that Kragadon is his home. Is that your homeland on your character sheet there, Fancy it Pants? is Fancy Pants. Okay. Well, there you go. Kragadon <laughs> is my homeland. But did you prepare it? Absolutely not. Why would I? I didn't even know it existed. <laughs> well, wait, hold on. Did you leave some open spell slots like a good cleric? I mean, technically, yes. Technically, yes, because me and Jason have talked about this. I'm not preparing all of the spells because there's too many spells for me to program and go through at any given time. So, I mean, instead of you, you know, kind of chatting to us about Torag, you could have just slotted that spell there. Yeah, it just takes 15 minutes. Yeah, can, we, can I do that, Jason? You cool with that? Beloved of the Forge, I'm on Archives of Nethys. I don't see anything that marks it as a uh, special spell that I'm not allowed to use. As long as you have a an unslotted level 2 spell slot, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I have three that I have checked into the Cure Mod Wounds, but we had determined that, like, I'm just using that to keep track of how many spells I have so left. So basically it gives lot. you a plus 10 survival check bonus. Wait, I, I'm looking up uh, Archives of Nethys here, Orin. I don't know if you can cast this spell. It looks like it's a Druskar only deity spell. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> Beloved of the Forge. Druskar only. Yeah. That makes sense. Yep, yep. So yeah, you can uh, cast that and make a survival check if you want. I guess if that's the case, then um, would it be okay if I gave mine as a aid roll to him then instead? Because, I mean, I know that my roll is not going to be that great. Sure. I mean, 19 is pretty good, but... Can I try I to aid? I try to aid. Sure. Plus zero. 17. So, I do so aid. Literally aid. almost better than me with a plus six. <laughs> so, this will be a plus four? Yes. Is that with your plus ten? Yes. That is with the plus 10. I mean, technically, yeah. it is still better than my roll, so... So a 23. So you're on hard ground, so the DC is 20. The thing that I am denoting was large-sized, which brings it down to a 19. And it has been four days, which brings it up to a DC 23. <laughs> which is exactly what you rolled. So... You're looking around, and you find tracks that are leading in this tunnel's direction. You don't see any tracks going this way. Doesn't mean it's necessarily the wrong way to go, but you see tracks leading this way. And the tracks appear to be uh, similar to the shape uh, that you saw on the trocks from before. But that's pretty much all that you're able to gather. Neither tunnel necessarily gives you a better or worse feel for being in the direction of Kragadan. The only distinguishing thing you can tell is tracks going in one way and nothing in the other. Well, since the rest of you didn't want to go find the trocks, I guess we'll go this way. 
Follow me. I'm just uh, kidding. Uh, <laughs> did you? Did wait? Hold on. Did you burn those yet? Uh, I may may have already done that. Yeah. Uh, ah! Which one of us had mending? That might have been a mistake. I apologize. Uh, wait. I thought we decided not to burn them. Yeah. Oh, well, I thought that we had made it far enough that we wouldn't run into them, uh, 30 miles and whatnot, a couple days. uh, Where When did you do that? uh, About the time that we arrived into this this portion of the caves. I I apologize. I made a mistake. I'm very sorry. All right. All right. (laughs) (laughs) It was a mistake. It was a mistake. I am admitting my mistake. I made a mistake. I'm, I'm not perfect. And this is going to come across as a holier-than-thou kind of thing, but can we just, as a group, decide right now that anything that is impacting to this group as a whole is discussed by this group and that we don't just make decisions on our own anymore? I know I'm guilty of it, too, and I will I will abide by this, but can we just, as a group, agree to this? Because we all come from different backgrounds, we have different opinions, but if it affects us all as a group, I think it's at least up for discussion. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm fine with that. Like I said, I've admitted this was a mistake. I mean, that's that's all I can say. That's that's fine. I agree. I just a simple mistake. Uh, no argument for me, of course, Kieran. I've been in the same mind for a while now. Oh, you've never made a mistake. Oh, all right, okay, all right. <laughs> oh, okay, oh, let's let's just go. All right. You know, we'll you deal really with it like if it comes well, I mean, if you want to fight about it, we can. But I just, I'm admitting, I made a mistake. I agree. We can definitely talk oh. about stuff. I just, I, I don't know what you want me to do now. I've, no one wants to fight, or yeah, in. I made a mistake. I'm sorry. This party is a bunch of children. <laughs> they are. They're actually the worst. I love it. Well, if you think I, about it, though, we have been traveling underground in darkness. Now it's hot. We're all sweaty. We almost died. Like, I think we're all, like, getting to the end of our nerves as far as this journey is going. And I, I, I will say, before we leave, Kieran, I agree with you. But just know, I think what we all have done is things that... We believe are the best choice we have. Granted, there are times, I think, where we all as an individual have made a choice that we could have had the time to collectively have made a decision on. But there still may be times that we have to make split decisions. And I will just say, I trust all of you moving forward. And if we need to make split decisions and you make a choice, I will stand by you. All right, so if I if I make a choice to just take 50,000 gold out of our party funds, then it's a mistake. I'm sorry. I won't do it again, but it happened this L- once. Literally so not what I said. We'll, That's we'll not have that to just me. deal with it. No, I'm just messing with you. It's fine. It's fine. I'm just messing. I'm just tired. Let's keep going. I'm going to buy you all a delicious meat when we get out of here. Oh, no. Don't you worry. I've got plans. If we get to crack it down, <laughs> I've got plans for sure. We're going to be crack it done, huh? Let's get out of here. As you guys enter into this chamber, you see the small white crystals that coat every surface of this grand chamber, lending it the appearance of a winter landscape. The entire chamber is like a wide kaleidoscope of shifting white and gray patterns reflecting along the jutting rocks on the cavern. The moment you guys step in here, any of you who are relying on your vision uh, take a minus five penalty on any ranged attacks or perception checks because it is so blindingly bright in here. But even with that, 
you can still see one creature standing in the middle of the room. And as you guys are approaching, you hear voices. I'm not even going to have you guys roll stealth checks because there is 0% chance that you beat the perceptions of these creatures. 0% chance. You hear a voice, two voices coming out from either side of this chamber that you can't quite see at the moment. And you hear one voice saying, I sense intruders, brother. And another voice saying, Yes, sister, I sense intruders as well. Karazur, if you would remove them for us. And the creature standing in the middle of the chamber, you see its head look to its left, as if, like, looking at one of the voices. And then it gives, like, a very stilted kind of... It's It looks like a nod, but it's like a very, like skittery nod like you might think of a, an insectile creature and you can see that the creature looks back towards you and begins what you assume to be a charge towards you and i'll show you this is what the creature looks like the uh, art has it combined with another creature but you can see it is a trox it appears to be a well-equipped trox even and um you don't see the other creature that's on the token, technically, but I can reveal some more of the the room here. So uh, the creatures that were speaking, they would move into sight as you approach, and they would have moved here and here. And I'll show you both of them. Wow, that's a really um, interesting uh, thing. And with that, we will pick it up here next week.